0: Mark the end of one era and mark the beginning of another. T E T C. The End Times Continue.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the End Times Continue recording on this the 28th of January. I am Dino, and you are. And I am Ace. Man! I have one question for you Ace. Yeah. I have one question. It's a question too much yeah. I demand, I deserve an answer.
2: Yes. All right. Why
1: haven't you played Power World yet? Uh
2: actually I I don't know. I, I I've been meaning to try it out cuz everyone has been playing it. I'm the type of person where sometimes like I have to be in a certain mood to play like survival crafting games, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like, I like them, but I, I, there's sometimes where it just, it's not an immediate pull for me sometimes mm-hmm. where it's just like, uh, but, but I, it looks very fun.
1: It's, it's incredibly fun. Also, one of the best things about it and the, the Fortnite, the Lego Fortnite did this too. Mm-hmm. You can, you can straight up just change the settings of your server when you make the server so like whatever you oh, want that's awesome. yeah. whatever you want to be the case you can just change it to be that way for example I turned oh, off the punishment where you drop everything on death oh okay oh that's good yeah that that makes things a lot better yeah it does sure. and there's also <laughs> another there's also a mechanical reason to do that and that is that if you're encumbered it stops you from moving entirely and so the the only way you can get can you around uh, I believe you can Mm, okay but the only way i think all the settings are there dude like everything
2: um okay yeah i i hate encumbrance in video games it's It's probably the mechanic i like the least in any video in any video game that has encumbrance
1: it's like i either try to mod it out or just like tweak it in the it turns into a quality of life issue at a certain point now i personally have left it on because it's a stat and i like being Mm -hmm. able i like having to make that trade off to min max stats sure um So I think it's fine from a gameplay perspective, but also there's a way around it, and that is you can Mm -hmm. still get around if you're encumbered with the grappling hook. Hmm. You can grapple to a spot, and it'll still pull you there. So you can still get around if you're encumbered, but the problem is the grappling hook is a little buggy, and you'll get caught on the environment sometimes. So there Mm -hmm. is a mechanical reason to turn off dropping things on death, and that is that if you are, for example, if you're moving your base you're going to be over encumbered. And so you're going to have to use the grappling hook to get to a chest. But the problem is that you're, you're not going to be able to do that. You get caught a piece of the, on the piece of the environment and you're going to have to go to the respawn button basically, and just kill yourself. Well, yeah. Okay. You would drop everything. (laughs) (laughs) So there is a mechanical reason not to leave that on. Even though for me, I just turned it off because I don't like that punishment. The punishment is that I died right having to run back (laughs) to get my stuff is not that's just an annoyance right
3: (laughs) yeah yeah
1: i feel like you know
2: just this goes for like the whole genre of like survival games and craft uh, like build crafting games where it's like i like the challenge of survival the first time i play and and this is not this does not change no matter how many survival games i play whatever it was like for me it was minecraft right it's like i enjoyed survival the first time i played minecraft uh, like the where like you die and you drop things like playing on the hardest difficulty pretty much. Right. Right. Uh, after that, I don't want to deal with it ever again. <laughs> you know, I don't. I just there's mm-hmm. just things where it's like I've been there. I've done that. I, you know, so, yeah, I, I totally agree. It's like I, I've already, uh, you know, subjected myself to this punishment once in video games before. I don't need to do it again.
1: Yes, I've had this experience and and also yes. At a certain point in a survival game, there's a lot of... It's just the only mechanic that stays in your way is the dropping stuff on death. Because uh-huh. everything else, you've already built a system for. Like, I, I don't have mm. to worry about being hungry anymore. I always have 300 berries in my pouch. I don't have sure. to worry about being, you know, cold anymore. I have all the gear I need to stay, to keep from being cold or hot. Mm. Like, I, I, everything else ends up getting systematized away... Except yeah. that one thing, and it's like that's just a pain in my ass now. It's not even yeah fun, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it's you know it's like uh, it reminds me like the whole like you know going back to get your stuff. It is like the same annoyance people have with like Dark Souls games, where they, like until El- it was this was a true until Elden Ring, really, where when you would die in Dark Souls and you'd want to like die to a boss or something, there'd mm-hmm. be the fa- infamous run back. It's the run where back. you'd have to run. You'd have to run back and go through mobs of enemies. The idea of, like, you're, you're essentially proving your worth again and again every time just to get to the boss. Yep. And the annoyance would be sometimes you would die on your way there to even just get to the boss. Yep. And it, it's the same thing as through, like, dying and dropping all your loot as having to run back trying to get your stuff and potentially dying again on the way there. It's just, it's not fun after like the first couple times, you know, the first couple times you're like, Oh, this is a, this is a challenge. After that, it gets monotonous and you just do not want to do it anymore.
1: That's part of the issue about having that mechanic in a game like pal world is that you get to a certain point where of the stuff you drop, you don't drop. I don't think, I don't think you drop your, uh, you actually might, but then if you do, it's even more annoying. You have a, you have a key items tab, where you keep all the stuff that's like it's zero weight and it's just key stuff tools that you need um like for example all mm-hmm. the all the gear to ride your different pals, all the gear to uh like your if you unlock the lantern and stuff like that's in your key items pouch it doesn't it doesn't actually take up any any space in your inventory um which is already a great quality of life feature, but i don't think you drop that stuff either when you die I'm not sure you might mm. But if you here's the thing, if you don't, it makes the run back even more of a time waster because you just get on your flying pal, fly to where your body was, land, pick up your shed, fly back to your base or quick travel from the closest yeah. quick travel point. So you can yeah. do that. <laughs> so it's just a time waster or you do drop that stuff. And now you're dealing with a time wasting run back. That's a pain in the ass. It's just it's not a good system. Right. It's not good. Yeah, I, I do not like it. It's, yeah, <laughs> I think that, that's the any video game. It's the just punishment just is annoying. I just learned I can't take this boss on. I did that the other day. I was trying to go take right. on a boss and it was a it was a tough fight. And then I died and it was like, I can't I can't do this fight. I'm not there yet. Right. Yeah,
2: yeah exactly. When I play a game, I want to be challenged by either other players or the AI in the game. Not the like <laughs> not like the mechanics of running back and getting my stuff. That's right. Just, it's not that's just not fun to me. So, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I always turn it off. But anyway, um, it's a very fun game. I definitely recommend it. And you can turn off all the shit that annoys you, you can just turn it off. I turned off Decay. Yes. Outside of your base's radius, anything you build will decay over time and eventually just disappear. I turned that shit off. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, that would be awesome when I play. Yeah, that that
3: would be, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's what's great about the game is you can customize all that stuff to be like exactly what you want.
3: Uh, yeah.
1: Um... The other thing that's great about the game is it made a lot of people very, very angry. Yes, it did. That, that's great. Um, There are people <laughs> who are absolutely, they know so much about American copyright law. This is the thing that I've learned about about copyright attorneys on Twitter. They've learned so much about American copyright law, okay? Mm-hmm. It's incredible. They all have like anime PFPs and all this. I didn't know there were so many copyright attorneys on the planet. uh um, Yeah. But they know so much about American copyright law that they absolutely know whether or not Nintendo, a Japanese company, has a case against Pocket Pair, who makes Power World, <laughs> another Japanese company, uh-huh. based on uh, fucking giggle fuck V shit on his dick, an American case. <laughs> Yeah, I learned from them that uh, it's illegal
2: for things to resemble one another. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that before, but now I know. You yes. Know, it's, it's very much illegal for anything to resemble anything else.
1: Yes. Yes, resemblance is illegal. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's fucking hilarious, dude. Nintendo, look, <laughs> N- Nintendo, this is the thing that's very telling about Nintendo's position on this game. Okay? Mm-hmm. Legally. Nintendo immediately sent a C and D to the guy who made the mod that actually modded Pokemon into the game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. In
2: fact, I think Nexus mods refused to host any Pokemon mods because they were afraid of Nintendo. Yes.
1: Exactly. They immediately yeah. CND'd that guy, they've still filed nothing against PocketPair.
2: Right. Yeah. I so, think I think like, Nintendo here, knows they don't the really thing. have a case yeah here's the thing about nintendo if they have a case you'll know
3: yes <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> like uh i can't overset this down here i i want to be clear uh, nintendo isn't a monolith nintendo is you know hosts has a lot of very talented developers and people that make a, a yes. lot of very good like iconic games um but i think their legal team is evil uh mm-hmm. <laughs> truly yeah. i think uh i i think that they look for reasons ways just to ruin people's lives a yes, lot yes yes like oh was well, that that case I, I don't have no specifics on it but that kid is going to be paying uh gonna be paying like it's almost like indentured servitude like he's going to be paying res- like nintendo for the rest of his life i don't even remember what yes. it was about I know that the, he's specifically going to be paying them forever. Basically,
1: that's happened. Uh, that's happened a lot, and and this part of that is a function it. of the way that Japanese copyright law works. Uh huh. It's very strict. Their enforcement mm. mechanisms are incredibly strict, and they also don't have fair use. Oh okay. Oh, fair, I didn't know like, that. Yeah, okay. no, fair use is not a concept in Japanese copyright law. Oh okay. Gotcha. So, like, if you were trying to make a parody or whatever, in Japan, you're yeah. infringing. Oh, wow. That's
2: wild. I didn't know that. So the, so, I, so Japan just doesn't have parody then, right? Or legally, anyway.
1: Well, they're, they oh. have... This is actually an interesting thing. This is actually a really interesting thing. And it's really interesting because it ties in with hentai doujins. <laughs> okay. So this is something that's actually kind of fascinating from a legal perspective about hentai doujins. Okay, it seems weird, I know, but it really is interesting. Uh, yeah. Okay, so a lot of hentai doujins are parody material. They'll take an existing IP like let's just use One Piece as an example, um or My Hero Academia okay. or something like that. They'll take an existing IP and they'll make a hentai doujin out of it. And it's it's basically fan Fiction, right? But it's 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 a hentai dojin. Okay, so these these hentai dojins are technically infringing. Uh huh. Okay. Right. But they usually get left alone, and the reason they usually get left alone by the by the manga industry at large. And the IP owners is because two reasons. The first is that you look like a dick if you go after some of these small time dojinshis who are trying to make, or uh, these uh, small time mangaka who are trying to get started. There's a lot of mangaka, major mangaka, who get started by making hentai dojins. Like that's how they could their yeah. career begin. And also,
2: you know how are how are these lawyers? You know what are they going to do in their free time if
1: they take it all down? <laughs> exactly. They're fans of the work, right? <laughs> So, so there's like, they are technically, yes, infringing under Japanese copyright law. And this is, this is pretty uncontroversial. There's really, there's nobody who says otherwise, but they get left alone because their fans read that stuff. They are, they, they, they might be fans of it themselves. They also know that that's how you get started in that world, in the world Uh of, of uh, Japanese comic books, the way you get started or the way that a lot of people have gotten started is making hentai. They know that that's how people get their start. And um, th- the other issue that that they run into is like it's sort of a PR thing. If you go after the people who are making these hentai doujins, you're 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 going after something that your fans like a lot of the time. And oh right. And there's very few companies that are willing to do that. I mean, one of the only ones is Nintendo. Really? Right. Well, I mean, because they, you know, they can like they, yes. they know that, you know, they have a dedicated fan base uh, and it's like, yeah. yeah, that's why nobody makes Pokemon hentai doujins. That's why. It's because they know that Nintendo will come for them.
2: Oh, okay, I, I mean, I, I never really knew that there were or weren't. So I,
1: so I, well, but I guess yeah, I mean, I don't sense. know for a fact. But but the I've heard. It and sounded like sense. you knew for a fact. <laughs> it
2: sounded like you knew authoritative. Not from <laughs> no, personal not. experience. You searched everywhere and you can't find it. <laughs> und- yes, I, I was
1: looking desperately. I
2: submit to your authority.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I was, I was looking. I, I it was exhaustive. I wanted a particular, yeah, yeah. I wanted a, a particular Dojin that had to do with Vaporeon. Um, <laughs> but no, it's it's a, it actually is kind of an interesting thing. But yes, basically, I say all of that to say that there's an that's an interesting sort of sort of caveat about the way that Japanese copyright law works. Yes, if you're making mm. a parody of a thing, you can you are technically infringing but at the same time, whether or not it gets enforced is based on other stuff. You know what I mean? I gotcha, yeah. But the idea is that, I mean, the thing with Nintendo is like, Nintendo will always enforce.
2: Yes, yeah. It's like uh, Nintendo, I'm sure, uh, you know, I don't know if they do. Probably not. But, you know, I if if it came out, let's say that Nintendo had like a SWAT team in Black Site somewhere, I'd be like, "Yeah, of course they do."
1: Yes, exactly. Fucking <laughs> Nintendo had a representative at Guantanamo working with the Santas. Right, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of an interesting angle to it. The other angle that's interesting is that pocket pair has made a game before. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like among us, but it's about guessing who is an AI artist. I'm not sure how the game works, but I heard
2: about this. Yes.
1: Yes. But it uses generative AI as part of the game. And People are very, very upset that Pocket Pair is being so successful right now because, uh-huh. number one, they think that Pocket Pair used AI to come up with the designs for their monsters, which is possible, but, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's no proof of that.
2: no. And I saw someone like showing that like there was someone who made a big thread about like showing that the models like lined up perfectly with Pokemon models or at least the size, sizes sizes mm-hmm. of them. And then that person later said that they faked it. It's actually not true. Well, what they did so, was they
1: had to scale the models to make them fit.
2: R- well, yeah, if you do that, you're just
1: like, yeah. of course, right? Yeah. Like it's yeah, well, yeah. But here's the thing: even <laughs> if all you did was sh- was scale them uniformly, right, and the outline is the same. That, okay, so they didn't rip the model directly, but maybe they like traced it. But I've been reading from people who are in the industry of 3D modeling and stuff, and tracing a model from reference is common. Yeah. You're still making your own model, you're just making it to fit the outlines of a different model. Right. And that's why the topography is different from the Pokemon model versus the model that's in the, that's in the, the, the uh the battle world game is because Mm -hmm. like even if even if the even if they traced it right whether or not that's a theft of some kind is really in question because I've seen a lot of people in the industry saying yeah no we do that all the time right yeah (laughs) we trace reference all the time
2: yeah people were very they were big mad about this uh (laughs) Yes. It was really funny to watch actually. Uh and you know, look. I the whole like AI art thing, right? We we've talked about this before, but and this may be a hot take. I don't know how many people are going to agree, but you know, it's like whatever. This is my take about it. Um I don't believe that there's necessarily any major d- distinction between what the AI is doing when it is like generating an image, versus what a human being does when they are, um, you know, thinking up an image or something. Yes. Now, I'm not saying the AI is thinking, but I, I'm saying that the the, the mechanical process uh, is similar. And and what I mean by that is, I don't believe that humans. As just a general rule or as, as a universal rule, actually, I, I don't think that human beings can create ex nihilo and ex nihilo means like out of nothing. I don't think like human beings are this thing where like, you know, we can just create something uh that just does not exist prior to them thinking of it's it. it's kind of the and thing I mean where by, go ahead.
1: like I, I i agree with you and to illustrate that it's like you have the, the think of an apple right think of the shape of an apple and turn yes. the apple in your head right the it should be shape rotation shit okay yes. think of a thing that doesn't exist right exactly <laughs> it's either going to be a thing that does exist or some combination of things that exist so like uh right exactly uh, well a a pink elephant well that's just an elephant and you made it pink which is also a thing that already exists
2: right exactly so human beings i don't believe they create ex nihilo i think if you want to use creation in more of a loose term that's fine right um but i what i when when i hear people say create uh what what i take that to mean is that you you took the already existing things or maybe your the concept of things right so like the the things in your imagination and you just reconfigured them into new uh complexities right you 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 took like for example something basic like a tree and you turned it into a chair or something like yes. that right um
1: a tree but the but so, the branches are hands Okay.
3: well, it's
1: branches and hands. That's things that exist. Right. Right.
2: Exactly. So you could say that the chair in some sense did not uh, exist in in like the natural world. And that's true in its natural state. But just because human beings can come up with ways to like transfigure things out of their natural state. That doesn't mean we're actually creating something that did not have the at least the capacity to exist uh, in in that form, or that so we're not we're referencing something
1: else even conceptually to to get right, there. Right?
2: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, um, I don't think like it's like, uh, if we took like you know a person with a like some type of like you know AI image that's like sampling other things, it's like yes, it's sampling other things. So is every person who is using their imagination. Anyone who, like, like if they're thinking of something, and let's say you're, you're, right, so, like, when we say that someone has a unique vision or something like that, or someone has, you know, um, something unique, what, what I always take that to mean is that they have, they've created a configuration that we have not seen before, but those things that make up the configuration all existed prior. Those uh-huh. things that, you know what I mean? Like, the arrangement is new yes um uh and that's that to me is uh creation in a loose sense i don't you know so this when these you know people when these artists talk about this uh the ones who are very mad about ai art it almost seems like they're applying some type of like magical quality to humans and I've, i've been very clear that i i think you know that there is something impressive about art that comes from humans that cannot be replicated about So I don't want to come across as I'm I'm like dismissing the human element to that. But, but I I think these, uh, these critics of AI art, um, talk about it as if humans are somehow magic. Um, I think it's that there is some amorphous quality. Um, go ahead.
1: Uh, I was gonna say I think it's from from the artists who complain about it. I don't think they're saying there's they're saying that there's oh, something yes. magical in humans. They're saying that there's something magical in them. It's a narcissistic thing where it's like ah uh,
2: sure i I think that's I think that's possible um but i' i I've at least seen them say that may be like they're like a hidden meaning or like a meaning that uh they have when they say that, but I've seen them talk about like it will never be as you know uh that it's not creating like humans create, which I I think that's just incorrect. I I think that, you know, it is learning and, uh, in the same way that or in a similar way, at least that human beings, uh, um, process information Mm -hmm. and like integrate it at a very Um,
1: mechanical level. Right. Like let's take, um, and I think I used this example before when we were talking about this in, in, uh, in uh, the group chat outside of uh, the show, but, um, let's take the example of like comic book art. Okay. If you're, if you're a penciler for yes. a comic book, you begin learning that craft when you're first learning how to draw most people. And this isn't universal. So I'll just say most people mm-hmm. who I know of who are comic book artists learned from first copying other people's work. And yes. when I was a, when I was a kid, I did a lot of this. There's a, I've got sketchbooks full of me just copying, basically not tracing, but yes. copying uh, like Todd yes. McFarlane stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, like that's, that's, that's what I've got. I've got shitloads of sketchbooks full of that from when I was a kid. Yes. So that's kind of how you start. And then, um, eventually as you start to learn more and you realize it's very important. Oh, I have to learn what anatomy is. I have to learn how bones work. I have to learn all this stuff. Then you draw skeletons over and over and over again. You draw skeletons, you draw skulls, you draw right. muscles, you draw, you draw the way that muscles move over and over and over again. You do this. Until you get good enough at it that someone's willing to pay you. And even then, it's not its not often that this is coming from just the mind alone. There's a lot of people, a lot of comic artists who will use armatures. Or they'll make faces in a mirror to start, try and see how an expression should look. Or they'll do things where oh, they're right. using yes. reference. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah. so what they're doing is they are... <laughs> A comic book artist is doing the following: synthesizing prior work and reference material, mm-hmm. adding noise in the in the in the sense of their style, their own form of expression, whatever yes. it is they do, and then using those abilities to respond to a prompt, which is the the comic book script writer saying, "Okay, in this page, uh, Batman is getting the shit kicked out of him by Bane," mm-hmm. and so right. they have to draw that and And that's the that's that's how ha- a comic book artist is doing the same thing that a i that an a i generative art program does. you're right on a mechanical right. level it's the same thing
2: yeah uh it's it's just like you know if if you take things from uh just from the world that already exists right. Uh, as human beings, right, we can imagine, right? Okay, so like, I, I don't, I, I don't think AI can imagine. So I, I'm not saying that it's exactly one to one the same, but but the point is that uh, in our ability to imagine, we can reconfigure the already existing things that exist into new configurations, right? Yes. Um, and it seems that the AI, not through imagination, but through other means, is able to do the same mechanically. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Um, so
3: it's,
2: it's, it's, it's just one of these things. And look, strictly for also, I I do want to just make clear from a libertarian perspective, this is not theft in a literal sense that we mean theft, right? From a libertarian point of view, theft is the depriving someone else of something that they rightfully own. You're if someone copies something, yeah, exactly. It, it has to be something scarce because if it's not scarce, then you can't really deprive someone of something that they have that is not scarce to them. Which limits um, it to
1: things that are physically extant, not ideas. Co- correct,
2: correct. So, like, it's not actual theft uh because nothing has been deprived from someone. Like, if someone copies you, you still have your drawing. Like, if someone like like Dean, you know, if you draw a picture. And then I draw a picture that looks just like yours. I didn't steal your picture. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you still have it. Uh, you still have your drawing, your picture right there. Um, um, so uh, people like like ideas, things like ideas or forms, or like I should say non-physical forms, cannot be like actually just stolen from. You can't yes. deprive someone of that.
1: And by the Um, way, that's not um, to say that there's no way to police that kind of behavior. That kind of behavior is policed, especially online by norms. Yeah, comedy clubs are a great example, dude. Comedians are a great example of how that stuff gets policed. Yeah,
2: like, uh, you know, in a colloquial sense, when a comedian steals another person's joke or steals another person's material, you know, maybe if it's just one joke, maybe, it, you know, they it'll be seen as, you know, um, happenstance or something like that. But if there's a if they can see a pattern of like stealing material, um, um, usually they will be barred from comedy clubs like that. Yes. That's just like some type of like unspoken rule. And, and you know, you can you can police this in like a free market setting where like if like let's say artists wanted to unionize or something like that and then they were saying hey we're not going to work for you um if you use uh these type of programs or, or you know if you just try you know do whatever now how will that work out i you know i am not going to say hey, who knows but i th- there are there are ways you can you know take steps to do that uh, you can police that without like government regulations yeah well people like were
1: that. freaking out about oh. it with voice actors when the finals came out but i and i got to tell you man as okay as the finals announcer voices are, they're very mm-hmm. obviously not a real actor. Like the, oh, like the, the, the voices yeah. are the, the inflections all wrong in places. It's not, yeah. it's not particularly good. It's fine for background noise and it relays information, but it's not quote unquote acted at all. Well, did you see the screen actors guild actually
2: sold out voice actors? Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> I thought that was kind yes. of funny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i know i feel um i feel kind of bad for them but at the same time i'm just like man you guys were pissing and moaning and saying oh you gotta support sag and you gotta support after you gotta support all these things everybody was talking that mad shit yeah. and then they fucking sell them out dude
2: <laughs> um but yeah no so like you know everyone getting all uh uppity and mad about this so here's the thing right i start losing a lot of sympathy once I can see the strains of Ludditism come out. Oh, yes. uh, once I can see that a person is just coming at this from a Luddite perspective, and they're they're just they're extreme. Now, look, it is there. I, I don't want to be completely unsympathetic here because there. You know, if you're a person who, let's say, um, uh, like you're an artist, and this is not just like you know a really passionate hobby for you and i don't mean hobby in a dismissive way some people say hobby in a dismissive way and i, I i'm not trying to um uh say it like that yeah uh, but if it's just a you know a passionate thing you do not for money or not just for money let's say um you know y- you shouldn't be threatened by this but if you are someone who did this as like a light as like you know a career type thing i can understand like feeling like oh man this is a really you know this, this is can, gonna be very really bad fit. for me Yeah yes exactly so i can completely understand that um when i when i lose sympathy is when they're immediately like uh that's why we we need to stop the progress of this uh because i have to be able to make money uh for what i'm doing it's like right no that's uh if we had that mentality you know, we never would have invented any technology because we would have had a lot more jobs had we not. You know how many people would have had to have been working all the time with day in and day out with no weekends, you know, no days uh-huh. off uh, or anything. If we all were just still like, uh, you know, um, putting sticks in the mud, you know, <laughs> you know yes. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so. It's like, yeah, no, you you don't get to like stop. Progress just because uh you know uh there could be some economic impact to you i i just I just disregard that right? yes, and that's not to say that i I don't feel bad for you in the fact that you know yeah this is going to be a, this you know will probably hurt you economically if you try to just if if this is your like if this is your only source of income or you think you want to make this your only source of income um But but the whole point of like technological innovation is that uh, there are less things we need uh, to do, less labor we need to spend because of this technology. Right. Right. Um, uh, It's like it like no one is taking away your ability to like make art. You know what I mean? Um, But I can I can completely understand someone who is like, you know, this is what they want to do. Um, and this is how they want to make money. Uh, but yeah, this is going to be extra competition for them. But it, I don't see it that different as saying, like, you know, well yeah, you know, it'd be a lot easier economically if there weren't as many other artists, right?
1: Right! <laughs> like, yeah. if
2: there were just less artists in general. Yeah, sure, so this person could make, a, you know, a lot of... Uh, a lot more money, and they'd be a lot more economically secure um, if they did that. But But it's just... Yeah, once the Luddite arguments come out, I start becoming like a vulgar AI supporter. And I mean, I am an AI supporter, (laughs) but I start becoming a vulgar one where it's like, (laughs) you know what? (laughs) Roko's Baskless needs me. I could be Roko's (laughs) Baskless top guy, I could be Roko's Baskless strongest soldier. I'm in.
1: It is annoying you know? it, it's, it is, it's, it's one of those things where they don't have a they, they don't have a position to come at it from where really they can argue anything logically. It has to be about um this hurts artists because of the fact that artists are, are bad at art and can't compete with it. like that's the yeah, that's the bottom line argument.
2: Yeah, like like Tesla and Edison really hurt candle makers a lot. Yes, they've never they've never forgiven them. Yeah, uh, they
1: never recovered either. Right. Yeah, but the so the, I mean um, the fact though is that you have to adapt or die in any kind of situation. Any in, yes. even in nature, you have to adapt or die, and that's the way it right. is economically. Yeah,
2: like you, you and have These to. are like, and like these are growing pains. Right. Like AI is not going to replace a lot of things all at the same time so i can so in one sense i can see like the artists are especially feel like they're targeted right now Mm -hmm. but this is going to like you know uh reconstruct uh, the economy and the labor force uh dramatically considering like uh, over uh, time
1: yes i agree but you think about this kind of thing too right someone was someone was actually making this argument to me uh earlier um they were making the argument that ai is going to replace attorneys Okay. Oh yeah, not not with this current AI is certainly no, not, no, not even close. Well, here's the thing: you have two problems with that. All right. Yeah, the yeah. first problem is the AI as it functions now. Anytime an attorney tries to go in and have it write a brief for them, it makes up cases, makes up cases. It takes real case names and says that they say things that they don't. Um, it's it doesn't know how to synthesize information. AI can't think. AI is designed to give you an answer that looks like at least when you're when you're talking to it as as in like a chat AI gives you an answer that looks like it might be the answer to the question you asked. It's not trying to give you so a correct a answer. Do what? So it's
2: a prosecutor.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's there it's there to give you a plausible answer and by plausible I mean that's how an answer to that question might be formulated.
2: Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> it's
1: not giving you a real answer. And so if you go right. in there and you ask it a question, especially a very specific question, a very specific legal question, which I have with GPT-4, the good one in air quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, I went and I was asking it very specific legal questions. It was wrong. The entire time it was wrong. Because it's <laughs> it's not giving right. you the real answer, it's giving you something that looks like an answer and that's the, right. that's the problem with it and so it's not going to be taking over especially skilled trades and skilled trades that require yeah. you to think it's not going to be taking right. over that either I don't think it's going to take over in art either and I'll tell you why because people out in, in the broader market right if I self published a shitty little ebook and I had AI make the cover art that's one thing I don't think that matters, and 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 I don't think anyone to be put off by the fact that I had AI do the cover art. I'm a guy. I'm self publishing right. a thing on Amazon. Who cares? But as far as the broader market is concerned, I don't think you're going to see a book on the New York Times bestseller list that has a cover cover art that was done by AI. I just don't think you're going to have that. I don't think that kind of thing is going to end up in a in a like a a Warhammer book cover. I don't think it's going to be made with AI. I don't think that's going to happen because there's cachet. To or there will be in kind of a self policing way cachet to having art that a person made do you know what i mean uh, yes i i I agree to a certain extent
2: I'm not sure exactly it so AI art has even in the short time that it's sort of been a, a thing uh I think it's improved a lot from its first or you know oh, first yeah. couple of iterations it gets um, the numbers of fingers actually, right
1: nowadays anyway
2: right exactly so i th- actually think we'll eventually see we will come to a point and i think this is inevitable um that will come to a point where it'll be a, a simulacrum where we yes. will not be able to tell the difference between ai art and actual human-made art um and, and this is actually the point i was making like uh, uh, off the show which was that um at at a certain like if you right like the whole like you know you stick a monkey in a room uh infinite time he'll eventually write the bible right um if you gave an artist um like all the art supplies they need and gave them an infinite amount of time they would eventually paint an exact replica of an AI generated image yes right so I think we're going to come to a point where it will be nigh impossible for for people to tell what is AI art and what isn't. Maybe there will be some tell but I think over time it'll be much harder to see, which is going to make artists actually really paranoid probably. Oh Because yeah. it's like before they can say whether an art piece is good or not they need to like, know if it was AI made, which is ridiculous really to me. Uh, you know? Yeah, well like, that's the thing, the if you were to ask
1: if you had one of these anti-AI yeah. people let's say you had them on the hook in a, in a Twitter mm-hmm. argument and you sent them a yeah. picture, let's say you sent them a picture that's just some like uh, unknown like art artist or something like that but you pulled mm-hmm. it and you sent it to them and you said do you like this piece you know uh-huh. their answer is going to be that depends was it made by AI right and
3: it's yeah like, why no, I is didn't ask relevant? you that I asked you
1: do you yeah is it aesthetically pleasing to you
3: right
2: is the image aesthetically pleasing to you yes or no uh, it's like well, I need to know who made it. No, you don't.
3: It's, yeah, it's like,
2: does the food taste good or not? It's like, well, I need
1: to know who cooked
2: it. It's like, no, does the food taste good or not?
1: <laughs> yeah, hey, I need to sit down and really work on a drawing. That's my drawing that I do. Okay, so it can't uh-huh. be it can't be reverse searched on Tenai or anything. I need to sit mm-hmm. down and really work on a drawing, make it look really good, as good as I possibly can, and then send it to people and say, "Do you like this?" Right, and see what their response is.
3: No,
2: no, dude, you gotta you gotta mess up the fingers just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, have really the fingers sort of noise.
1: tweaked in just the wrong direction. Oh, it'd be hilarious yes. to have them do yes. the thing where they do red circles, and it's like, <laughs> "Here's yeah. why this picture's AI." No, motherfucker, I drew that. I can send you the PSD yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> um that would be really funny.
2: No, I I just think that, you know, I I was even I was watching a video of someone talking about AI art. Um and, and they they were like against AI art. Um and like their whole thing was trying to like uh make apologetics for the Luddite movement. Like they were saying, "No, no, it's not that the Luddites were anti-technology." They just wanted to maintain their, you know, their jobs, their standard of living. It's like, yes, I, I, you, I know that, uh, you know, uh, yeah. I don't know many people who are opposed to blood that thought that they just hated technology. It's like, no, they hate it for a reason, which is that they wanted to keep their jobs. It's like, yeah, that doesn't really uh, redeem them in my eyes. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't make it better. Know? No. Uh, <laughs> it's like. If we had applied this universally, we would still be living in caves as human beings. like we we would oh, have yeah. never advance because you can apply this to any technology. Every type of technology is disruptive disruptive to the economy. it all always is every time like well, you think all, about any time you can reduce it because what capital does is it reduces the amount of labor you need to um produce a given thing. yes, right? and if you don't need as much labor. To produce that given thing, that means you those extra labor jobs you had previously used are now not as necessary. They can either be let go entirely or move to different departments of your industry, right? Um, yes.
1: I've seen the and, argument. And, this, is a, this is an argument that I kind of like. I've seen the argument that the the economic necessity of slavery was going to go away regardless yes as uh as technology in agriculture advanced oh yes like as soon as you don't need people to harvest crops that would have gone away and it's one of those things i find i find that argument so interesting
2: yeah i don't think it um it would have eliminated slavery entirely but chattel slavery uh, yeah, I, I think that you know, like maybe they would have had slaves, as like you know, uh, you know, um, maids or or something like that, right? Um, yes, still, but even then, I think there are technological advancements that would have also eliminated that.
1: Yeah, um, well, you think um, about all the think about all the all the all the TikTok trad wives who actively avoid getting things that make home life easier, like a washing machine, yeah. or uh, or, <laughs> or 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 a dryer, or anything. That makes your home life easier. They actively avoid it specifically so they can do more work.
2: Yeah, right. Uh, it's like, uh, I, I'm telling you, man, The uh, <laughs> a, a lot of people who like are, are somewhat shocked that, oh, my God, there's like some like classic liberals uh, that I, I follow um, that are like, like, I can't believe the right is like turning against capital. It's like, no, this strain of the right has always hated capitalism. It's always been their enemy. Yes! uh, Because they, for a lot of them, uh, they apply the Protestant work ethic uh, as a deeply held uh, source of meaning for them. Yes. And anything that can essentially reduce the labor in order to get the product, uh, they don't like, right? like. (laughs) like like, as a source of like personal meaning yes they hate the idea of like leisure a lot of these people they hate the idea of just like um um let's say free happiness right happiness that wasn't they don't decide they don't think was earned right that you know they're fine with reward but it has to be preceded by hard strenuous labor for them uh and when you detach that hard strenuous labor um they view that as as actual degeneracy
3: yes totally yes
2: yes so um the idea that all of these things are um like labor the amount of labor in order to live uh have these all these you know leisurely activities um is much less this is a great source of societal disaster for them they yes. really do genuinely believe that you know you had um, the, the world would be a better place if you know people had did have to struggle more right this is like foundational uh even if they don't explicitly admit it it's very much based in a protestant work ethic uh field mm-hmm. like line of mind um and, and that's one of the big reasons why they hate capitalism they think it's a, a source engine for degeneracy And from their perspective, they're right. (laughs) You know, like, from their definition, yes, it's true, yes. uh, Capitalism is great. Uh, Well, not from their perspective, but I think capitalism is great because it allows people to live more... One of the reasons, the only reason. Uh, But it it allows people to live more leisurely lives uh, Mm -hmm. while, you know, um, producing less effort in order to uh, provide things that would have been impossible to provide um, without, you know... Maybe impossible entirely, but certainly without like thousands more laborers than is needed today to produce that a single given thing. Um, it's just, it's just, yeah, uh, but yeah, that that's why they hate it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I think they're gonna lose, as I think all Luddite movements are, are, um, uh, inevitably going to lose, but uh, but yeah, yeah, I agree with
1: you. And, and it's a, it's going to be hilarious watching what happens. My only concern is that they end yes. up, because what they're attacking, what they're doing is, and this is an interesting thing to see leftists do because there's a lot of these people who are mm-hmm. like very very hard leftist types and one of the things actually that drives them they have a Oh yeah a lot of a, the, a lot uh, of the AI
2: creators are leftists. Yes yeah.
1: and part of it is because of the labor the labor theory of value. They think that they think oh, that yes, because, that because a human yes. being didn't make it, didn't spend time making it, it is not valuable and shouldn't be bought yes. sold. Thank you
2: Thank you so much for reminding me of that that was a topic I wanted to bring up and totally forgot about. Yes, the labor theory of value is embedded in a lot of these artists ideas of value uh, right they think that well if the human being did not struggle to make this or you know put
1: like hours and hours into it it's just not as good on that score they kind of have uh, the same perspective as the as the right wingers of the protestant work ethic like yes. they, it's the it's no. the, it's coming it's the from horseshoe. a slightly different place but it's the same right. result like
2: yeah it's it's the
1: horseshoe yeah, yeah exactly
2: um but yeah no uh because yeah for them uh uh they see right that's why because they don't view what the ai is doing as labor so therefore it it, it can't be you know it it can't be uh any source of value right yes uh, the, these people are really turning me into a landian anti humanist the more i talk about this <laughs> uh, um But you know, you know, it's, it's funny though, because it's like the, uh, the, um, yeah. So I, I would just wonder would these people think that, okay, let's take the same image, right? Let's, let's imagine that two people drew the same exact, like, uh, um, piece of art. Um, and, but one of them drew it significantly faster. Like one drew it in an hour, one drew it in 10 hours, right? Okay. Uh. Are they both equally valuable or do you think the person who struggled more is had put in more value to it? You know, but here's the whole thing, right? The objective, the, like the labor theory of value is just so preposterous that it's hard when you start talking about it with people, like it's more of just a vibe. Yeah, it's not any actual like it at least how most people understand it, how most people hold to like their version of labor theory of value. It's just a vibe for them. They don't actually, you know, you know when you when you pin them down on this, it's like well I yeah, I don't know, maybe some of them would say that the one who struggled more uh did have put more value into it. But it, it's just like, you know, it's just like uh I, I think that they're holding on it, it, well it's like, you know, people are getting mad at what uh, Asmund Gold said about how like oh, yeah. influence like how consumers.
1: He, that blew
2: consumers up. Yeah, that blue. Yeah, he was talking about like the the power world stuff and he was talking about like how consumers, you know, just really care about the end product generally and they and the artists opinions do not matter in the consumer's eyes. No. Uh, it's like that's well that's mostly true. That's generally true. <laughs>
1: like there are very few know, things unless uh, you're dealing in a in a very specific sort of niche where let's say for example yeah. you're let's say you're maybe maybe you're humble Games and and you're dealing in a in a particular niche of people who are motivated to buy games by charitable giving, right? They, they because a portion of the uh-huh. sale goes to charity, and you're dealing in that niche. Right. Like maybe people would yeah. be more concerned with the morals of the market there. But as right. far as a, a a game that's just being released to the public by a company like any other company, nobody gives a fuck.
2: Yeah, nobody and cares. I, I know some people would. Exactly. And I know some people would throw around like, well, uh, some people, you know, uh, only eat organic food. Uh, And now some people do have an ethical reason for doing so. uh, But I find that most people generally just do it because they think that the end product of the organic food is better.
1: Yes. Someone told them that that's better food. Right. Yes. (laughs) Whether whether there's because it has a no antibiotics sticker on it, which was actually funny. Is I was watching a guy who was uh, he raises chickens, and he goes, I don't understand the no antibiotics sticker on chickens. Chickens Uh, uh don't get antibiotics. (laughs) Like as a as a as a produce as as a as a as a as livestock, chicken don't really get antibiotics ever. Like this this no antibiotics label is just there to make people think what they're getting is somehow appreciably different from something else right yeah (laughs) it was hilarious to see he's just like they never use antibiotics what do you mean (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it's it's like
2: yeah uh the like if you draw if you like make a piece of art and it's personally valuable to you it's personally valuable to you that like no one else's opinion can change that right uh so in that in that sense like you know it uh, it doesn't have intrinsic value in an objective sense, but it mm-hmm. still has value to you, the the artist, who, right. who You know, produced it, whether anyone else likes it or not. That is true, but it doesn't mean that uh, it is inherently valuable. As in, people would be wrong if they did not value it, because that's what that means. If there's an if you want to say that inherently value is something inherently valuable, you're saying that people are wrong if they do not value it. Exactly. Um,
3: yeah.
1: Um, I, I thought it was I thought it was fascinating just to see how people were responding to it and the, the <clears throat> just like that the asthma the asthma gold video blew up and yeah, I mean here's the thing too what what the and it's a point that asthma makes and I think it's well made and that is the I, I want to draw a distinction between this and the I think we should improve society somewhat comic okay because there is a distinction here uh huh the. Asmund's making the point that the market broadly does not care about the moral issues with a product. Mm -hmm. Okay. And about that, he is correct. He's not saying there are no moral issues. He's saying the market doesn't fucking care. Right. It's not like like, people buy
2: iPhones. They're they're, dubiously sourced sometimes. Yes. Uh,
1: Yes. Yeah. Child labor in a cobalt mine in Congo. Right. And, and yet the, the people still buy the fucking iPhone cause it's like, this is an iPhone. I like it. Okay, cool. But you're not, you don't have, you don't care about the morality of the product. You care about the product. Mm-hmm. That's everybody.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and there were, there were people who were making these arguments about this AI art stuff in power. World And it's just like, well, you guys don't care about artists losing their jobs. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, no. Literally, no, I don't care. I, right. I care about the product. I, people Just bought like light you bulbs do with your iPhone. Putting, yeah, people
2: bought light bulbs even though that was putting candle makers out of business, right? People yes. bought cars even though that was putting like horse and buggy uh, out of business, right? Like
3: <laughs> That's like,
2: another
1: interesting thing. All, you know, there's the, the Henry Ford yeah. quote where he's like, uh, he says, uh, I didn't ask people if they wanted a car, because if I'd asked people what they wanted, they would have wanted a faster horse. That, that's- right exactly yeah it's it's the the market doesn't care and not only does it not care it doesn't know what it wants right yeah so somebody just has to make a thing and maybe it hits and that's what happened in the case of power world somebody made a thing and it hit exactly yeah the same story kind of applies to like the the ipod right I mean, there was a there was obviously a market of portable music players. They just made the better one of anybody that was making them.
2: Yeah, sometimes like people make things too soon, like the Zune, right? Like yes. oh, that was like
3: <laughs> yes, like the Zune. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I just thought that that's it's that's such an interesting thing to see, and the the the, the point that you made about the AI artists thinking that there's something magical about, about a human ability to create something that mm-hmm. hasn't existed before is, is it's well made because I think it's absolutely true. They do think there's something magic to it.
2: This was, um this was a point actually that overlaps, I find with actual homestead theory, like uh, like with, um, and, and this goes into like some sloppy language uh, that uh, like some like nitpicks that I have with that John Locke. Um, and I, I, I remember, um, uh, it was Stephen Costello that actually like, uh, brought these up and I just started thinking about it more and it's like, yeah, no, he, uh, he, like, it's not that when we, ho- like from a libertarian point of view, when we homestead something, it's not that we're creating something, right? It's not the, cre- no. it's not creation that gives rise to property rights. It's not. In fact, if you really think that, then the whole idea is just kind of, uh, insane because uh-huh. one, on one hand. Uh, right. It, it, let, let's take even creation in a loose sense. Let's say I make a chair out of a tree. Well, if you're saying that creation is what gives rise to like property rights, well, then that would imply that I did not, if I cut down the tree and chopped up the wood, that I really wouldn't own the the. Or if let, let's say let's you know what, let's say I didn't, let's say I just found the chopped up wood and no, it was not owned. Someone just abandoned. Right. Let's say I just found it and I carried it to my uh, log cabin or something. And I was going to, like, uh, make a chair out of these, uh, you know, just uh, chopped up pieces of wood. Under a a creation theory of property rights, I wouldn't own the log, like the 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 pieces of wood until I made the chair. Right. Right. Because I didn't create the logs. They were just laying there. I just grabbed them and took. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Once the chair (laughs) is once the chair is complete, that's when you own the chair but you never owned right. the wood to begin with right exactly
2: yeah <laughs> uh, or uh or i have bad news for them about uh, our bodies right i didn't exactly my
1: body. <laughs> well that's kind of the yeah. thing so yeah. if you the 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 obvious sort of response then is that okay if it's not creation then it's the word that i always see used is incorporation
2: Yes, incorporation. Yeah, you incorporate things into your ongoing uses or ends, and that is what gives you uh, the best claim, uh, as long as you're like the first person uh, or the uncontent or an uncontested person at least uh, right. to use a resource. Yeah,
1: yeah. So that's yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it's just that it's just that you know,
2: as human beings, just the, tying this back into AI, we don't we just take what it are, already exists. Um And we have a our imagination allows us the ability to imagine what could be what thing they it, our imagination just takes what is and allows us to see how things could exist in another alteration. Right. right? Um, um It's almost a little bit in, in like kind. Of, I'm not a Platonist, but it, it it does it does have like a Platonist type of thing where it's like these forms exist even though they're not actual right now, concrete. Mm -hmm. Uh, and our imagination allows us to see to some extent, uh, how uh, the, that the, what these forms could be, um, Mm -hmm. um, and configure the concrete from the potential to the actual, um, uh, that that to me is what creation in a in, is. It's not this like ex nihilo, you know. Yes. This thing did not exist in any sense at all, and now it does. Uh, it's that, alteration that's never made any sense to me? Yes. yes. Yeah. It's all alteration. Yeah.
1: That makes that that does make much more sense. Speaking of property, yeah. You want to yeah. talk about a property dispute? Oh sure. Okay. So something has happened at the Texas border. Oh, yes let me let me let me begin by adding context. So a, a while back, Texas basically uh made a I can't remember what it was. I, I think it's a it's like a like a declaration or something like that, but basically Texas decided to say, "We're being invaded." This is an invasion." And they use those words very particularly and they said we're being invaded this is an invasion of illegals across the southern border mm-hmm. okay so texas starts putting out razor wire along the border and what then they block federal uh, uh uh customs and border patrol agents from getting out into the rio to like help people who are in distress. Uh huh. <laughs> so they, 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 all of this goes on. The federal government basically tells Texas, get rid of the fucking razor wire. Texas says, nuh-uh. So the federal uh-huh. government takes them to court. And the court says, uh, you, you don't have to get rid of the razor wire. Or no, maybe the court said they do have to get rid of the razor wire. Anyway, it gets appealed, and the appeals court says, okay, you, you don't have to get rid of the razor wire. We're, gonna, we're going to basically have a stay on this case. Nobody has to do anything until the actual legal issues here are resolved. And then they, the federal government appeals the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court says, no, they have to remove the fucking razor. What are you talking about? <laughs> of course they have to remove the razor wire. You're the federal government. It's your border. Yes, they have to remove the razor wire. <laughs> <laughs> so Texas is now fighting this, as if, and Greg Abbott's made statements and stuff, and Texas is fighting this and all this other stuff. The argument that they're leaning on is that the federal government has basically abdicated its, or it has failed to meet its constitutional mandate to protect the United States from invasion, and states in particular from invasion.
2: That's why they were using the language of. The that's page,
1: why right? the, yes, that's exactly why they were using the language to begin with. I think the argument sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, if you can just say, you know. Uh, you know there's so many contexts you can use invasion for right. that don't apply
1: and just because you call it that doesn't mean anyone's going to agree and it doesn't mean the law is going to agree you can't just it's, it's an invasion well no it's it's not there's uh, illegal immigrants coming across the border but there's no military there's no there's no independent militia. There's no government military. There's nothing in this that's like a military invasion. There's just illegals crossing a border. You're not right. being invaded. You just have a lot of illegal illegals crossing the border. I don't understand the problem here. What do you mean invasion? So they see they see some like immigrant setting up a
2: food stand, and then they call the national guard. Yeah, exactly. It's an invasion.
3: <laughs> it's it's invasion! Ugh.
1: Uh. But so what they do, they tried to tie it back to the cartels and all this other stuff. And I think the cartels course, are responsible are. for bringing people across the border, which is like, I mean, not really. Most of these people are, are swimming across a fucking river to get out of Mexico or, or to get through Mexico yeah. from from uh, further south. These people aren't. Uh, not everyone who comes across the border is being trafficked by coyotes. Not every coyote works for the cartel. Like there's a there's there's a lot of layers to that. Right. But in any case, the the the, this this whole the the whole argument that they've decided to make is to frame this as well, the federal government isn't doing what it needs to to stop the invasion and what it's supposed to do constitutionally to stop the invasion. (laughs) I think Ken Paxton's a dummy. (laughs) And I think this argument sucks.
2: I, yeah, it doesn't seem uh, persuasive to me who, yeah, I, I'm obviously, you know, uh, a novice here in this regard, but it, it doesn't seem that persuasive to me how you explained it. Uh, it's,
1: <laughs> it's not. It's not persuasive. And, and the, 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 the problem that the here's the thing. Ken Paxton, I'll give you this mm-hmm. one for free, bud. Here's how you make this argument. You You do make the argument that the federal government has not been meeting its burdens. You do make that argument. And the argument Mm -hmm. that you make in, in, in following that is that the stress that that is putting on Texas's, uh, for example, the school system, things, the state spends money on. Okay. You Mm -hmm. say that the strain that the federal government's failure to enforce its own laws is causing to your state economy. All right. And you offer two possible solutions. You say, begin enforcing your laws or pay us because you make it a takings clause issue. And you say the, the, the federal government's failure to enforce their own laws is costing the state of Texas and the people of Texas money. And so and yeah. you, you do what you can to make that case. And then you say, I can bill you federal government or you can just start enforcing your own laws.
2: Yeah, that's a much better argument uh, legally than saying it's an invasion.
1: Yes! It's just calling it an invasion. Oh, fairy dust fucking sprinkled over a fucking document. Oh, it's invasion. (laughs) That's not how that works. Especially when you have the state of Texas trying to police the border, which, uh, I mean, honestly, anyone could have told them, and I'm I'm sure they know this. I'm sure Ken Paxton knows this. The border, okay? The border, mm-hmm. first of all, the border oh. between Texas and any other state has to be open. Yeah. That's a constitutional issue. That's a federal constitutional issue. Right,
3: right.
1: The border between Texas and another country is an area that has the and the policing of that border is handled by the federal government and has been. Mm-hmm. This invokes a a uh, an, an idea in constitutional law called preemption. And preemption happens when you have a conflict between a state law and a federal law. If it appears that the federal law has uh, has already sort of taken over this area. So let's say, for example, let's say you want to regulate, well, fisheries. Let's say hmm. you want to regulate certain things about fisheries as a state. So you pass a law to regulate certain things about fisheries. And one of those things conflicts with the federal law about it. And so the federal law comes in, the feds come in and say, no, you can't enforce that. You have to, we, we're enforcing our thing. The, the supremacy clause and the idea of preemption would tell any court that, yeah, the feds win that because the feds already have a law there.
2: Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: The feds have preempted state law in this, in this, uh, this, on this issue the feds have uh, there's a there's one element of it. One part of the test is like if, if it has uh, evinced a an intention by Congress to regulate that particular issue or that particular industry or whatever it is. And if it does, then the federal law is supreme. It preempts and it's supreme. Mm, okay. So anyone could have told you Texas trying to police the border is not a good legal argument. It's not a good legal argument if what you're saying is, well, we get to because because it's our border, too. No it's not. Mm-hmm. No, you have a preemption issue there and a supremacy clause issue. You lose on that. However, if you turn it into a takings clause issue, maybe you can make some headway. <laughs> and the problem there is you have to be able to show that it's a takings issue by by actually showing that it's that it hurts the state's uh, the, the 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 state uh, the the state state of Texas state that it hurts the money that they spend versus their receipts in taxes and I don't know if they can actually prove that but you have to that's the argument you'd have to make
3: I see okay
1: but but no no we'll just call it an invasion and sprinkle some fucking fairy dust oh, yeah. and click our heels and call it an invasion now it's an invasion and the federal government has to do something about it that's not how that works do you think
2: Do you think this was all just intentional like bolstering like they're just like jockeying in some sense where it's just like they're trying to like uh, force the government's hand type thing?
1: I think. Yeah, I think it's a pressure play. I think what they're Mm -hmm. trying to do is put pressure on on uh, Customs and Border Patrol and on the federal government generally to crack down. I think they're trying to place pressure to crack down. Mm, Okay, but. The problem is that what they're more likely to get out of it is just a new law that says, "Okay, uh, never mind, never mind." Then, if your whole argument is that we're not enforcing our laws or we're not enforcing, uh, if, if your whole argument is that you're being invaded, uh, we'll just pass a bill in the in Congress that that says uh, this is what an invasion is.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: or we can we can make it a constitutional amendment or something. Like, like there's there's a there's a number of ways that they could get around that kind of argument. Not the least of which is just a court saying it's not an invasion and the Supreme Court says no, it's not an invasion. The Supreme Court can just say, no, that's not the that's this is not an invasion contemplated by the constitution. Well, you lose Texas, now what? You're going to start shooting border patrol agents? <laughs> right. Cuz that's your next step? I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of your only, yeah, what that's all you the, can do. What, what, are, what are the downsides there, Dean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, good point. Well, this is one of the things that, that I saw some people uh, making the argument about uh, how confused libertarianism on this, is on this issue because the, it's like, no. well, the libertarians <laughs> have to, libertarians have to, have to have the, the, the position that, what the federal government is forcing the federal government, forcing Texas to open its border is bad. And also having a closed border is bad. And it's like, no, no, you dummy, you stupid yeah. idiot, dummy. <laughs> the actual position that libertarian takes on this is Texas. You have no right to control that. And federal government, you don't yeah. either. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's the position libertarianism really takes on it. Yes, very simple. But saying I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't see any libertarians saying like because yeah there's a there is an issue with the federal government because what the federal government is doing this on is the auspices that they control it we control it so you don't get to that's what they're telling Texas right. libertarians say neither of you control it fuck you both
2: right yeah yeah that yeah that is just like the most obvious thing that uh, and it really says a lot actually kind of about the state of like. Big L libertarianism, I guess that uh, people think that that's an issue. That that's some type of like paradox or something. Yes. Uh, um. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where it's like I, the, there are some type of uh, people who call themselves decentralists, and I I'm all for decentral. But there's some types that what they really are are more like local. And what that means is, like, relative to, like, what you're talking about. Right. But they will be, like, they they sometimes will talk about issues as if, well, well, Texas is in the right because they're opposing the federal government, right? That's just, like, their default. They're just like, well, if they're opposing the federal government, that must mean that Texas is, you know, we should support Texas. Then, yes, you know, we should support that position. Justified. fine. It's like, well, uh, no, uh... <laughs> just because we don't want the federal government intervening uh does not mean that uh the whatever we don't want the government to intervene on is correct right it's like the same thing as the anti-interventionist argument right uh there's a lot of really like evil countries out there who have, have a lot of really evil laws i don't want the united states invading them that does not mean that i think that those countries are good or that they treat their people well or anything like that right so
1: right let's take a let's take a third party nation let's say a third party nation went in and liberated the people of north korea from their government okay yeah is there anything morally wrong with a third party nation doing that assuming everyone that gets killed is the government right
2: yeah no. no yeah there's no libertarian uh like moral reason that says A third party intervening to stop aggression is unjustified.
1: Right. But if the third party goes into North Korea to liberate the the Korean people to live under their regime instead and say that they control the place instead. Yes. That's slightly different.
2: Yeah, correct. Yes.
1: That's what's happening at the border. Right. So, no, it's not it's not a it is not a contradiction to say that the federal government shouldn't be doing this, and plus also, uh, the the free movement of free people shouldn't be impeded across, across unowned land, at the yeah. very least. Right. And yeah. so the the idea that it's not it's not contradictory. Right. It's not contradictory to say the federal government shouldn't come in under the auspices of controlling the thing and saying, well, you have to do this other thing, because the other thing is they're not commanded to open the border. They're commanding them to take down the raising the razor wire so they can go in and police the border, in a way that right. they deem fit. Right. God, framing it that way is so dishonest, and 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 acting like that's those are the only options. Right? It's fucking uh, yeah. yeah. Well, for one,
2: I, I'm sick and tired of this idea that the United States has an open borders policy now. Right now,
3: Jesus <laughs> you
0: know? Christ. Uh,
2: yeah like how deranged do you have to be to think that like the fact that you there are some illegals that can get through does not mean that we have an open borders policy if there was an open borders policy they would not have there would not be smugglers that are paid money to smuggle people into the country in the first place like like i when i hear this from conservatives it makes me lose my mind. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, you're talking about how we have an open border policy and people are being smuggled across the border. Why are they being smuggled across the border? Yeah. If they're
1: being smuggled, doesn't that hey, it imply something? really hard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, think about this, too. Here's the thing. There's something. Okay, Ridoids, you want something to be mad about? I'll help you. I'll give you something <laughs> to be mad about. I'll give you the thing you should be mad about. Okay? Because the the concern, let's let's say that you're operating in the best faith possible and that your actual concern is that these people are dangerous criminals, okay? These people who are cross these are dangerous criminals. Okay, fine. I will grant you that. Do you know what happens when a person comes across the border illegally and they decide to do dangerous criminal things and then they get uh they get they catch charges and then they end up going to court and and going through the whole legal system and all of this stuff, upon their conviction, which they have a right to, by the way, they have to have a right to be proven guilty, otherwise, mm-hmm. what are you doing, you know what I mean? So, upon their conviction, right. or, or a plea of guilty, do you know what happens to someone who crossed the border illegally, and they and they, they, they came in, and then they, they catch a prison sentence, do you know what happens to them? Uh, well, certainly they could stay here, right? They go to prison, an American prison, and they get, they, get th- they get three square meals a day, three hots and a cot, on the American taxpayer's dime for the entire length of their sentence. And then they get deported. <laughs> so, Ridoids, if you want something to be mad about, how about the fact that you are paying to feed and house the dangerous criminal illegal immigrants for the entirety of their sentence before they get kicked out of the
3: country? <laughs> Be mad about that! (laughs) Be mad that your money's being wasted on that! There you go! For free! uh... (laughs) What were you gonna say? I'm
2: sorry. oh no no you're fine you're fine i was just gonna i was kind like, of going to like take the topic in a little bit of a different direction where, <laughs> go for uh, it i'm angry <laughs> oh no yeah no, i i am too uh but uh i i was just gonna say that uh i've become like uh, the immigration argument is like almost a trigger for me uh where sometimes i'll see something like i i'm on a twitter hiatus right sometimes people will either send something to me or i'll just see it like in a group chat then i'll i'll check in every once in a while and i'll see some type of immigration thing and i almost get pulled back in man i am it's like, hard just, it it is so hard sometimes just to, <laughs> quite honestly as a libertarian i'm embarrassed uh a lot like yeah incredibly by libertarian closed border people truly um it i'm like actually embarrassed and it, it wouldn't be as bad except that this is a seemingly uh i don't i'm not saying dominant in a uh in a majority sense but dominant in they control the lp sense yes uh, there seems to be a lot of closed border people uh in the libertarian party now um and it is just like some of the arguments made man about like 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 you if you talk about the border like a libertarian there's a good chance self-described libertarian there's a good chance they will just start becoming a republican before your very eyes
1: oh yes the arguments are always the same
2: right Uh, like you know even ignoring the net taxpayer theory which we've talked about in the past even ignoring that it'll be like well they're bringing crime
1: (laughs) you know wow right (laughs) oh and here's the thing like that's not that's not really statistically even the case no but i I mean here's the thing i'll grant it for them to get them to be mad about something that's actually an issue
2: oh yes yes like yeah as you said statistically that's not really uh correct at least uh, not not serious crime statistically speaking um also uh like you could say that about anyone coming like anyone moving from any location could be bringing crime like if you if there's a you know a certain segment of people from california going to texas or whatever other state uh you could say a portion of those people are going to be criminals in that state mm-hmm. okay yeah does that mean that, that no one had a right to travel there without you know border you know uh, checking papers yeah or something you know it's, it's ridiculous
1: let's say uh, i mean i mean or, you get or, you or cross maybe, into we, i'm sorry ahead. i'm sorry i was just to say you to your point that you made on a previous episode that can also happen just with people here already. So why are yes. they allowed to have children?
2: Right, exactly. Uh, you know, uh, you know, first people start having children, and then, you know, next thing you know, there's this guy named Adolf, and he's a very bad dude. Uh, you, know, <laughs> like, uh, you know, it's like, you know, uh, are we just going to let people have children after that? You know, it seems very uh, unreasonable. Yeah. So, uh uh, you know, you know how many uh, you know people having children, or how many of those kids are going to grow up and be mass murderers or something. Yeah, well, I don't know. You know, uh, that's why that's why I I hate the like uh, poisoned uh, jelly bean jar analogy about immigration. It's just they they'll say that. Well, if you stuck your hand, or if you knew like one in one hundred jelly beans were poisoned, would you still take a bite of a jelly bean from that jar? It's like, well, no, but uh you know I, I hate and i hate to do this because like uh, some some people do this wrongly uh where it's like uh see the difference here is uh that uh, jelly beans are not human beings with rights yes uh, exactly and uh your analogy is not analogous to the point i'm making
1: <laughs> it's, it's it's so funny that you say that because i'm i'm a big fan of the phrase and i say it rather consistently the phrase bean counting human lives Right, and they are yes. literally bean counting. They're literally in human bean counting. Lives. Lives. <laughs> yeah. And it's also it's
2: also you're presuming guilt before innocence as well, which is another problem. Oh uh, yeah, like if you're saying they're all criminals, it's like okay, prove it.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, like, here's the thing: like the best, day, I, like, let's say, let's say I have to take jelly beans, right? Let's say I have to eat jelly beans because here's yeah. the thing: if, if 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 let's say the jelly bean has the right of uh, to move freely where it wants to go. Um. Yeah. let's say I have to eat jelly beans. Okay, well then I'm just going to check the jelly beans and throw the poison one out. Right. Once I've proven that it's poison, it's it's gone. Yeah. And this is something too that I don't really have... A, this is the thing. I think this. This is a hot take and I think you might disagree with it and a lot of people might disagree with it. Okay. But I think that deportation is a more libertarian... Uh, punishment. Even though it's meted out by a government, but let's say uh, with that as a given, deportation is a more libertarian punishment for a crime than prison. Oh, I, I agree with that. I I
2: I, I still disagree with deportation Well, I disagree with like deportation in the way the state does it. Yes, but like yes. Uh, you know. It, um, it, yeah, I'm saying granting that.
3: Some,
2: yes, yes, uh, yeah. I agree. I agree. Like even like even though the state is doing it, it's it's more humane to me than prison. Absolutely. Yes,
1: yes. Yeah. because it's just exile. It's just exile with right. a fancy government name attached to it. That's all it is. Right. right. Yeah. And that to yeah. me is like, that's a, that's a more libertarian punishment for a crime than throwing somebody in a cage for some arbitrary number of years. I agree. Yeah. And, it's the, and, and so again, Ridoids, if you want to be mad about something, <laughs> be mad about that. Be mad about the fact that if somebody does come here illegally and does commit a crime, you are paying. You're still paying for them to be in prison for the entire length of their sentence before they get kicked out of the country. Yeah, they don't just kick them out and overnight. Right. I'm sorry, you were going to say something.
2: Yeah. I, I, oh no, I was just going to say it's just the whole immigration argument is it. It's like it really shows to me, like, which libertarians I would trust in a foxhole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or something like that. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it, it It's just one of those issues where it's like, okay, I can tell, knowing a person's stand Like, look, a lot of the libertarians, I'm, I'm sure they think that they're taking, of course, the principled view by being closed borders, but it, it at least lets me know which ones at least unintentionally are going to willing to throw away human rights uh for convenience
3: yes. of some sort
2: yeah um because look uh, if you want to say that well you know if our aim is like you know a, a, an anarchist society or something like that and you want to say that well you know importing more people or you know to, importing but allowing more people to come into your country um, who are not libertarian or do not share your values it's like well that's going to make it harder so therefore we shouldn't allow it to happen but here's the thing about human rights um, they stand whether or not they are conducive to our other aim like whether or not a hu- like human right, human rights being respected it is conducive to some uh, end we want is irrelevant completely exactly. irrelevant right yes. like like people look going to the birth thing again uh people being born uh most people are not libertarians you know the chances of a libertarian uh you know um being the uh, chances of one of those people who are being born every day being a libertarian is extremely small extremely small chance mm-hmm. uh so that means that most of the people who are born are going to fall somewhere on the statist uh boundary of political uh of the political spectrum uh in some of some variety right uh that's not conducive to our aims so i guess the libertarian answer must be we have to stop procreation until or for like a uh, statist couple right right uh it's obviously that's rough. that's obviously horrific Right. Obviously. So I think one of the big problems, and I think this is probably the true divide, is that there are some libertarians out there who are so obsessed with the end goal of an anarchist society that they will completely like uh, forego um, principles in order to get there. Um, And I think that is, uh, you know, it's like, yes, I want an anarchist society. I don't want it to, uh, enough to where I would violate rights now to get it. <laughs>
1: right. And it's the same um, kind of means ends thinking that that people yes. fall into that that allows them to justify atrocities and allows them to justify yeah. terrible shit being done by governments is because they're they're in a means ends mindset. Right. Um ends justify the means, I should say. Means ends yes. doesn't really say anything. Um they're <laughs> they're in an ends justify the means mindset that yeah. that that allows them to make those kinds of calculations.
2: Yeah, and once you fall into that type of utilitarianism, uh, there's really not much you can't justify with the right framework. <laughs> like, oh, right. Uh, you can, you know, again, if you think that on net an anarchist society would be great um, uh, and it would be beneficial for everyone involved, which I, I agree with, um, on a on a view like the ends justify the means, uh, you know, people can like say, "Well, okay, well now we have to go out and you know uh, stop people from um, uh, procreating who are going to create more you know voters for yeah. Democrats or Republicans." Yeah, it's like, uh, pfft, well, uh, you know, maybe you are correct. Maybe that would hi- hasten in an anarchist society. You're also a monster. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, I award you one poison jelly bean. Have fun, kiddo. <laughs> um,
1: well, I just, think that's actually, I think that idea, that ends justify the means idea, is a good segue to the next topic. And that is... Okay, yeah. Have you heard about the Hannibal Directive?
2: Uh, Only a little bit. From what you told me before the show.
1: <laughs> okay. In 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 the last week, Scott has interviewed at least two people who have talked about this. And one of them is Brad Pierce. I have the post up that he wrote. Um it's called it's uh The dot com. It's his substack. It's uh a Hannibal Directive by any other name. The IDF is accused of causing mass civilian casualties on ten seven. And um well, I'll just, I'll just read from the beginning of the, uh, of the thing here. Um, on Friday, January 12th, uh, Ynet News, a major Israeli news website, released the stunning results of an investigation titled The First Hours of Black Saturday. It was released with such little fanfare that though I was actively looking for it, having seen an earlier preview, I could not find it until the Grey Max Blumenthal posted it to Twitter on Tuesday. It remains so hidden in the English language internet that my thread summarizing the article is currently the only relevant result if you search Google for The First Hours of Black Saturday Ynet. This means that even knowing the name of the article and the source, you'd still not find it. If not for Max having posted the link uh, and my having written out the thread, Electronic Defod released an article by Asa uh, Winstanley with a human uh, translation on 1020. I'm sorry, 120. But the story has not come close to breaking quarantine, as they say. Okay. So he continues. This story is about the order that was basically the the, the rules of engagement for the IDF. Mm-hmm. And the order was basically no one gets back into Gaza. Even hostages. Oh. And so the, the there's a there was kind of a standing order that a a hostage should not that that you should not allow an Israeli to be taken hostage, and that right, and, yeah. and that uh, kind of goes <laughs> uh, by any means necessary. By any means necessary, <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I, you know, when you said this, I, I, I want to say what I said before the show, which is uh, like in in previous episodes, I I was wondering like why if the Israelis are so concerned about the safety of the hostages, um, that Hamas has, mm -hmm. why would you start indiscriminately bombing places where they might be (laughs) located?
3: Yeah. Uh, Uh, other than because uh, you don't care.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Maybe you just don't
3: care. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. Um, Later on in this piece, <clears throat> I don't want to read the whole thing because I want people to go read it themselves. I'll link it yeah. in the notes. Let me actually take a note for myself. Link. Uh, Wr story. There we go. Um, before the Ynet report, uh, the first hours of Black Saturday was released. There were already reports of serious incidents of the IC of the IDF firing on Israeli civilians on October seventh. Most notably the helicopters at the music festival and the shelling of the house at the kibbutz. Now this is a story where this is a fascinating story. There was there were something like forty Hamas guys in this house, and they had fourteen Israelis that they'd captured. And the IDF rolls up and they've got the house surrounded. Like it's like there's no one's getting out of this house. And then they start shelling the house, not shelling the house, but with uh, with tank rounds. They they just they just shoot the house and the house comes down. Uh, 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 there were, there were a couple of people that survived. I think there were like, maybe there, there was maybe one Israeli and one Hamas guy that survived.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And they knew, they knew that there were people in there. They knew that their people were in there. But the, but the thing is that you don't allow people to become hostages. That's part of the reason they turned the music festival site into a kill box, which they did mm-hmm. do by the way, they basically get, there was an order and uh, Pierce talks about this in the Scott interview. There was, there was an order that basically that anything that moves in this area this area we're controlling is is dead well that included people who were at the at the show at the rave right uh, in the first instance this can yeah, easily he- be written off as a mistake I'm sorry continue so, no I sorry I was just gonna say you know h- I
2: how are like the people who are very pro-israel defending this are they saying well it was a mercy
1: is that what they're doing?
2: Uh, that's how uh, I imagine. There's
1: two ways. They're either denying that it's real, which is something that happened a <laughs> sure. lot. Um, the New York Times called uh, if Blumenthal. It didn't happen
2: then, but, if it, but if it did, it's a good thing. Right, right. <laughs> right.
1: Um, the, the 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 first thing that they're doing is denying that it ever happened. Um, the New York Times called Blumenthal and the Gray Zone conspiracy theorists. Um, when Blumenthal was breaking this story, um, I don't know if he broke it, but when Blumenthal was, t- was doing this story, this had been talked about in Israeli media before, But, um, when Blumenthal was, I guess, breaking it in the West, um, uh, the New York Times called him a conspiracy theorist. Uh, and then, uh, this, the, 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 they are saying for those that can't deny it any longer, because the evidence is just overwhelming. They say, well, it's not Israel's fault. It was Hamas because Hamas was the ones that took them hostage in the first place, which means that Hamas is the one that put them in danger in the first place. And it's like, Look, if I if I were to bring down a house that I know has people in it, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's my fault cuz I brought the house down on them.
2: Yeah, right. Well, no, no, obviously because, you know, uh the, <laughs> obviously nothing you do is your fault, Dean, if the other person started. We've all been told this, right? Like, you sure? No, no responsibility on your end. because obviously, well, you know, uh just forever i mean look if you blew up earth right now right it mm-hmm. wouldn't be your fault you were just trying to kill some hamas terrorists right oh my god like, yeah it, it wasn't everyone it wasn't everyone like uh, those other people they were just collateral damage they were too close
1: to the hamas <laughs> fighters when you threw, hit the hit earth with the death star uh it happened yeah yeah you're right you're right those hamas terrorists shouldn't Didn't, have taken Aaron? the earth hostage Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I agree. I think that's that's the right take. The the earth is a body shield. It's not my fault. (laughs) Um, In the first instance, this can easily be written off as a mistake, and some friendly fire is inevitable when countering an attack of the size of of 10-7 in populated areas. The shelling of a house, though, admitted to be deliberate by a commander involved, is still an individual on the ground making a difficult decision. Israel has also had more problems of this nature in the time since 10-7, not just an unknown number of hostages killed by airstrikes, uh, but also three escaping hostages gunned down by the IDF, as well as a woman who claims the IDF killed her son with gas, quote like at Auschwitz. This was a guy who was being kept in one of the in in a tunnel, and and they when they got his body mm. back, they were doing an analysis on the body, and they came to the conclusion that this was this he was asphyxiated, mm. and and they think that they gassed wherever he was. They gassed. Because it was, it's, but it's still, that one's kind of up in the air because it's still kind of unconfirmed that they were using gas, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: but it's, so it's, it's kind of a, a mess, but this is, that's what she, the mother says, no, he was definitely gassed, and this is, this is, they gassed him. Um, however, all these are individual instances that can be dealt with or ignored as mistakes on the ground or bad calls by relatively low-level commanders who can be disciplined without it shaking the foundations of the state. What the Ynet article describes is of an entirely different degree. Though they don't imply who it may have come down from, what Ynet reports clearly indicates that a service-wide order went out to the IDF for a mass Hannibal directive to stop the return of hostages to Gaza. In my opinion, such an order could only be given by the Chief of the General Staff, the Commander-in-Chief of the IDF, uh, Hersey uh, Halevi, and would only be given with the approval of Defense Minister uh, Yov Galant and Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. It will be limiting my summary of the article here, as I have already written a summary thread. The Electronic Intifada article is out now, yada yada yada. Um, however, I still want to describe some of the key points. Uh, the majority of the Ynet report shows an amazing degree of panic and incompetence. Through hubris, the Israelis did not believe such a breach would happen and only had plans for the fence being broken at one or two points. They were primarily defending against small abduction missions through tunnels. Hours after the attack began, they still had no idea the scale of what they were facing. Most of their high-tech monitoring equipment broke down after being targeted by Hamas, and in Israel's uh, main military command center, known as the Pit, they were getting information from television news and telegram channels, both Israeli and Gazan. As things unfolded, commanders were deploying after receiving personal phone calls from friends outside the chain of command. Planes flew in the air for 45 minutes without knowing what was going on. Ultimately, bombing preselected targets in Gaza that were on a contingency plan. Israeli soldiers logged onto the Kibbutz's WhatsApp channels while drone operators called friends and family to get help targeting. In one instance, almost accidentally killing five IDF soldiers. So this is a total breakdown of yeah. logistics. Like there, there, there could be no military response because they're incompetent.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's uh that's
1: wild. Can you imagine, can you imagine being a drone pilot and just like being like, I don't know who to, I don't know who I'm supposed to be dropping a bomb on. Right. There was and, one, uh, what was, um, and someone's just like, Hey, call your he was, buddy. He can tell you where to bomb. Just call your buddy right. in the kibbutz. Like What?
2: I I'm blanking on the name of it, and I know I, I've I've read the story so many times, but I think it was during, was it, it was during World War II. Was it the uh, the German or a Russian uh, naval ship? They like bombed themselves <laughs> because they they were like had very bad logistics. I forget which one it was. Uh, it might have been a German a German boat. It, it was it's a pretty like famous story, but it, mm-hmm. that's kind of what it sounds
1: like. Yes, it's just like not knowing what the hell uh, is is actually going on Farther down in the story. He says, uh, the most important part of the story is regarding the issuance of a Hannibal directive. The auto translation I got from Yandex has some problems in this section. Uh, but this is how the key part was translated by Dennis Shunra at at electronic and I'm sorry, Shunra at electronic and Fado at 1159. This was the moment in which the IDF decided to return to a version of the Hannibal directive. The seven days investigation shows that at, uh, midday, of October 7th, the IDF instructed all of its fighting units to perform the Hannibal Directive in practice, although it did not, although it did so without stating the name explicitly. The instruction was to stop, quote, at any cost, any attempt by Hamas terrorists to return to Gaza using language very similar to that of the original Hannibal Directive, despite repeated promises by the defense apparatus that the directive had been canceled. According to several testimonies, the Air Force operated during those hours under an instruction to prevent movement uh, from Gaza into Israel and retur- to return from Israel to Gaza. Estimates say that in the area between the Gaza Envelope Settlements and the Gaza Strip, uh, some 1,000 terrorists and infiltrators were killed. It's not clear at this stage how many of the captives were killed due to the operation of this order on October 7th. During the week after, after uh, Black Sabbath and at the initiative of Southern Command, uh, soldiers from elite units examined some 70 vehicles that had remained in the area between the Gaza Envelope Settlements and the Gaza Strip. These are vehicles that did not reach Gaza because on their way they had been hit by fire from a helicopter gunship, a UAV, or a tank. And at least in some of the cases, every one of the vehicles was killed. So you've got vehicles Israel's that are headed... like. I'm sorry, continue?
2: Oh, sorry. No, Israel's like uh, Hamas can't kill innocent civilians. That's our fucking job.
1: Uh, exactly. kind of where they. Yeah. Well, not even kill, just capture.
2: Right, or, or killed, yeah, right, right. <laughs>
1: Because that's the thing is they, they, Hamas had no intention. I should say Hamas had no intention of killing the hostages. They were killing people. That's, that is for I mean, yeah, the, the point of the host. Usually the point of a hostage is not to killed. Yes. Normally. Yes. Cause that's kind of your only bargaining chip because right. you know that if you kill the hostages and they find out the hostages aren't there anymore, they're just going to glass you. Right. Like, that's sort of, that's kind of how you have to walk that tightrope there, is they have to at least think that you still have the hostage. Right. And I mean, like,
2: if I just think, if I just pretend to be like a sociopath for a second, and I'm just like, a a, you know, a strategist or something, they they would probably say something, or I would probably say something like, well, this disincentivizes taking future hostages, because if they know we're just going to bomb you, you take hostages. And it's going to do that. And my response is that's a cool motive, but it's still murder. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 So. So this is the thing that th- this is started to. I've been wondering, dude. I thought it was going to be in 20 years. I thought it was going to be in 20 years. We were going to get people coming out and saying, oh, yeah, they killed hostages on the seventh and they killed hostages all throughout the bombing campaign right yeah this is like while it's still going on it's coming out right I thought it was going to be you know 20 years down the road man but it turns out and there was a story I think Blumenthal might have said this there was one of the people who was killed um, by the IDF was one of the kids who was put on the posters oh really yeah oh those propaganda posters the the fake missing posters Uh uh-huh okay one of the people on those posters was someone who was killed by the IDF. Oh
2: wow! Yeah, yeah. I just don't. I it boggles my mind how people can think that like Israel is obviously the good guy in this situation. And again, there are nothing insane have to good guy uh, in in like a conflict, but the idea that yeah, like people can like hear about this and not question. The like ethics of what's happening is just insane to me. Like, uh, uh, there was a story um, somewhat recently, I think in the past few days, where um, um, some uh, like Gazans waving white flags were shot and killed by the IDF. Yeah, uh, just like walking, just walking. That's down, what was happening. Uh,
1: there were hostages who were leaving Gaza who were waving a white flag and they were yelling, and yeah. they were yelling, um, they were yelling in Hebrew. And the IDF gunned them down. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. This is the thing. I mean, you, you, you said uh, there doesn't have to be any good guys. I I, I, I agree with that. I think that's well, absolutely true. But I have to ask you, Ace. Yeah. Haven't you seen Star Wars? <laughs> haven't you seen Harry oh, right. Potter? Right. Yes. There's always <laughs> a good guy. And the good guy is whoever my government gives the most money to. Obviously. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Don't you know the bad guys have the red laser swords? The good guys have the green and blue ones.
2: Right, of course, of (laughs) course that is. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, look. Have you seen the colors of Israel's flag? White and blue. Like that's all. Those are obviously good guy coded. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Good guy coded.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Obviously. Coded.
2: yeah so not you know uh surely they have to be the good guys and you know uh america is obviously good guy uh and they give money to israel
1: so they have to be good guy too right you know uh well here's the problem uh, though there's a possibility america is bad yeah. guy because we have red on our flag no. and that's bad guy coded Oh right, yeah, but see, it, it's a lighter
2: shade of red, so it it, it falls into like the good guy coded. Right? Oh okay, like, you know, I got you. It's 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 yeah, yeah. It it has to be a certain certain shade of red, and then you become bad. Um, uh, <laughs> but,
3: but it's it's one of those
1: things where the guy coded is gonna make me laugh forever, dude.
3: I'm sorry, <laughs> I can't.
2: <laughs> uh, it's one of those things where like, yeah, obviously, you know, uh, if a per- a person, uh, you know, supports Israel, they think they're a good person and they wouldn't think of any, they wouldn't, you know, believe anything bad. So obviously Israel has to be good because they're a good person and they like Israel. Right. So obviously it just, it just makes sense, right? Everything just makes sense when you uh, are mentally deranged. Yes. Uh, and it's fine. Well, it's fun, when you have the, when you have great. the
1: understanding of the world of a child
2: yes yes
1: when you have a child's understanding of the world yeah it's very very simple very simple which is why it's for children (laughs) right yeah (laughs) honestly people are just like post-world war ii brained because it's very easy to look at world war ii and be like okay there were very clearly bad guys here yeah and not only that but america was an aggressor america was responding to an attack Which is true. Right. So it's the kind of thing where it's like you can you can you you, people are so poisoned by the fact that this war is uniquely uniquely moral like it has a unique moral element. There's a unique moral element to World War Two that's not shared by any other war.
2: That, that is absolutely a great point, because, like, you know, there's always been, like, propaganda. Like, World War One had insane propaganda, but World War One was fought by people who really didn't know what they were fighting for, but they all understood they were fighting, right?
1: Yes, and because of <laughs> the like, complex no knew what system of alliances on. that was brought down by a single assassination in fucking Belgrade! Like, th- th- these are, <laughs> like, this <laughs> is enough. not a reasonable
3: thing! <laughs>
2: You cannot overstate the insanity of World War One. Like, just how insane uh, people acted. Just how insane the whole situation was. And that there were people, like, uh, fighting, who did not even realize what was going on, besides for, like, you know, there was propaganda. But it's like, you know, sometimes you didn't understand why you were fighting people you thought were your allies. And you're like, what is
1: going on? Yes! It's like... <laughs> I'm sorry, I said Belgrade. It was Sarajevo. I'm retarded, but yeah, the the fucking this is a this is a (sighs) that is the only war in which the United States could be said to have been on a morally right side. In quotes, and that's only if you're being very loose with the idea of moral, because um, the United States also vaporized two cities, (sighs) right? Yes, and burned burned two others that you use as examples. Yeah, Yeah, to the fucking ground. Yeah. So it's it's using the word moral loosely.
2: Right. Yeah. Like if you just if you just take like all the civilians out of the picture then yes, you know, uh, uh, you know, America was responding to an attack. Yes, sure. Uh uh but again as you said, it's like, you know, that's just like a kind of like a, a child's cartoon version of like events yes uh, and, and you know it's very easy to caricature world war ii into that as you said versus other wars where that it's much harder to uh do that
1: yeah uh, well because you had yeah, a, yeah, as you, said, you yeah. had a giant human atrocity happening as a as a matter of of government course in one of the in one right. of the countries that the united states was fighting against and so it's very easy then to just say oh, okay fucking sith over there that's what it is right exactly
2: like you know uh, man named Adolf had a funny mustache. He's obviously villain. Uh, <laughs> coded. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's it's one of these. Yeah, I, I, I that's a really good point. I completely agree. Uh, it, it, but you're right. It's, people see things through these lenses of, well, you know, uh, if two countries are fighting, one of them has to be good. You know,
1: mm-hmm. uh, one of them has to be the very uh, part.
2: Yeah, Harry Potter taught me to love the IDF. Uh, my story. Uh, <laughs> just, uh,
3: <laughs> just, uh... Fucking...
1: <laughs> fucking Harry Potter's IDF coded. <laughs> yeah.
3: Ugh. <laughs> uh.
2: Uh, this is just the idf casting expelliarmus on all no, the californians
3: <laughs> <us>. all...
1: <laughs> no i i i think that's what it is dude i think people are so world war ii brained about everything and if you ask them about like the yeah. moral rightness of any other war they don't have an answer except maybe maybe afghanistan and iraq which well, they Civil see as the same war the, yeah.
2: The, the Civil War they see is all, the Civil War and World War II, I think, are yes. two of them. Are that they, yeah, but yeah.
1: Yes, they'll make a moral case um, for the Civil War. That's true. You're absolutely right. Yes. But you see, here's the problem. They have to do that because America was on both sides of that. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So, I mean, there has to be a moral reason for that one. Um,
2: uh-huh.
1: Because America, well, I guess technically America won that one. So it has to be, right? Yeah, you, you, you have to make a moral case for that one. But even then, dude, yeah. I just, it's so difficult. It's so difficult to get people to break out of that sort of thinking where it's like, this is a good guys, right. bad guys conflict. We saw it with Ukraine. Yeah. It's like, what exactly makes Ukraine the good guys? what it is it what is it about their country about their culture about their about the reasons that they're fighting that makes them the good guys in this
2: Wh when, whenever the most i corrupt see corrupt
1: government in europe
2: yeah whenever i see like uh, countries who are at war and one of them like tries to like appeal to United States sensibilities and says this is not just a war between me and this other country this is a war uh, you know against good and evil yeah or against for, for X amount of ideals
1: <laughs> or yeah yeah or saying things like uh, they they realized by the way they realized that the Hamas are Nazis thing has fallen flat they switch to Hamas as ISIL now I guess because that's a more recent oh, war okay. and Americans can still be upset by that.
2: Yeah, because then you know it, the average American would be like, "Oh wow, like those scary Arabs
1: uh, that we don't like." Yeah, that's yeah. the other thing too uh, that makes it work is that there is that there's uh, they're they're both Muslims, right? And and Americans right. don't know the difference. And Americans right. couldn't tell you how many Catholics are in Gaza. And Americans couldn't right. tell you, or not Catholics, but Orthodox at least. And Americans couldn't <laughs> tell you. Um, Americans couldn't tell you who in, in Gaza is Shiite, who's Sunni, what's that sort of demographic breakdown. And they couldn't tell you whether ISIL was Sunni or Shiite. They couldn't tell you that either. No. But they're brown people in the Middle East, so they're all the same. Right, obviously. Yeah, of course. Yeah, there's no difference. Because they, I mean, honestly, you could convince, you can convince some Americans, dude. Like, again, dude, they think the Taliban and Al-Qaeda are the same guys.
2: American.
1: Yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> That's always
2: so funny to me. When someone says the Taliban did <laughs> it, it
1: It's mind blowing, dude. <laughs> it's like, God, I'm so glad you have a take. Of all people, yeah. you. Yeah. Who thinks that the Taliban and Al-Qaeda are the same guys.
3: Yeah, yeah. Oh, God.
1: Well, honestly, those people were running the goddamn military. The fucking, the, the. there's, right, I, yeah. I believe it's in the yeah, Afghanistan papers. they're not just Right. Yeah. I believe it was in the Afghanistan papers. They had a bunch of army guys. I've told the story a million times. There were a bunch of army guys who were about to uh, ship out to Afghanistan. They had them sitting down and they were teaching them Arabic. And one of the people asked, they were like, why are you teaching Arabic? We're going to Afghanistan. And they go, ah, it's the same thing. This Arabic and Pashto are not the same thing.
3: <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> it's Jesus Christ. So yeah, these people are. Yeah. It's not just that this is people who are running around out in the world. These people are in the military. These yeah. people are in the and the highest echelons of government. Yep. One of the only ones who. One of the only ones who wasn't, dude, Condi. Oh. <laughs> A million times I'll say it. I want I want an honest interview with her about what she thought about the war in Iraq, about the war in Afghanistan. I want an honest, um, I want an honest answer from her on both of those. What she thought about both of those wars? Because I I believe she did not agree with Afghanistan. Mm, yeah. Because she said as much in a principal's meeting. She said, "Why are we killing Pashtuns? Pashtuns? We should be killing Arabs. What the hell are you talking about? This was Al Qaeda. This wasn't the Taliban. What are we interested in here? Mm-hmm. Yeah." It's, but but in any case, yes. You can. People believe that those are all the same group. People think that yes. ISIL is the same thing as the Taliban. People think that right. that like you know you you get you get groups like Hamas or Hezbollah for example, and you could you could just say, oh yeah, a Muslim a terror a terror group or an extremist group made up of largely Muslims. Okay, so it's Al Qaeda or it's the Taliban or it's both.
3: Yeah. Well,
2: you know, to me this this all is sort of the same thing as like the bias people have towards. Uh, cops when they see the cops arresting someone and they just immediately assume, well, that must, that guy must be bad, because obviously, if he wasn't bad, why would the cops be arresting him, right? Yeah. Uh, It's like, well, you know, if our country is bombing them, well certainly, they must be bad, right? And it's a lot easier to categorize things in your mind when there's less variables, obviously, right? So if you can just, like, condense all of these, like, um... All of these characteristics that a person has into one specific, like specific group, like mm-hmm. skin color or like uh, way of or language or something like that, and you can just condense that into like the characteristics of the same people who are being bombed, and therefore link it. to, Oh, those people must be bad, then, right? Right. Uh, it makes thinking a lot easier. <laughs>
1: It really does.
2: <laughs> you don't really have to think hard when that's your worldview.: It really you don't does really have to uh, consider. You anything. don't and you, you also can't don't have to count the dead
1: Yes, exactly, because it ceases to matter at that point because you're morally justified. Right. right. It's a, it's, you can't complicate to your point, you can't complicate something like the Ukraine-Russian war by saying that, well, Ukraine's actually fighting to keep territory that voted to leave.: Right. No, see that's too complicated. You can't do that. You can't bring that up because mm-hmm. it's it's Russian disinformation or something. It has to be because it complicates the issue, and anything that complicates right. the issue comes from Putin. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I said that accidentally, but it is a perfect segue into a clip I want to play. <laughs> okay.
3: Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: oh, I did. By
2: the way, I did forget. I did forget the thing I, I wanted. To- Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'll, I'll I'll post it. Yeah.
1: All right. All right. You post it. Let me let me play this clip and we can get to to the thing that you've had forgotten. Um. Yeah. So, I have here a clip that is an example of what I was just saying. And uh, this is Nancy Pelosi on CNN.
4: They're in front of my mm-hmm. house all the time, so I I I have a feeling for what feelings they have. But we have to think about what we're doing. And what we have to do is try to stop the suffering and gossip. This is women and children, people who don't have a place to go. So let's address that.
1: Okay. Sounds good so far, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, This tracks. Okay. Yeah. Surely this
2: won't take a left turn into a Dairy Queen.
4: (laughs) Surely not. But for them to call for a ceasefire is Mr. Putin's message. Mr. Putin's <laughs> message. <laughs> <laughs> Protesters
1: calling for a ceasefire are are Mr. Putin's it's Mr. Putin's message they're repeating. Uh, uh-huh. <coughs>
3: yeah. Uh you know <laughs> Look.
2: I, that clip is awful, but I, I do want to point out that she is talking that way because she knows there are idiots mm. who will believe her. Yes. <laughs> like, there are actual people who listen to that and they'll be like, oh, I didn't know that.
1: I want to talk. Oh, about my after- God. I want to talk about actually thinking about what she's saying as soon when the, when the clip is done, because it, it, it does go on and okay, it's, it gets, yeah. it, it gets worse. Oh, okay, sorry. But yeah, the, yeah. No, no, you're oh, fine. You're oh, fine. Oh, right. But, um, I, I do want to talk about actually thinking about what she's saying as soon as we're done, as soon as you're done with this, 'cause cause sure. it is, it is just a, it is what she's saying is insane on a level that I think a lot of people won't really hook into. Uh-huh. um, they have to be kind of like like almost obsessive turbo dorks to understand what's happening with the geopolitics here. Um, sure. Or to have, have a working knowledge of it, at the very least. And so this is the... It, it continues.
4: Mr. No. Putin's message. Make no mistake, this is directly connected to what he would like to see. Same thing with Ukraine. It's about Putin's message. I think some of these... Some of these protesters are spontaneous and organic and sincere. Some, I think, are connected uh, to Russia, and I say that having looked at this for a long time now. As you you know, think
0: some of these protests are Russian plants?
4: I don't think they're plants. I think some financing should be investigated, and I want to ask the, the uh, uh, FBI to investigate that. In fr-
1: yeah. Yeah. The protesters are Russian plants because the Kremlin would like to see a ceasefire in Gaza.
2: Yes, uh, yes. Obviously, what Putin wants is peace in the Middle East. He wants <laughs> to exactly, see what he wants.
1: dude. You
2: know, the, the big evil man who we've all been told is like wants to conquer the world wants peace in the middle east yes. do, thank you nancy exactly. i
1: played that for lady jane and i asked her i said what the fuck <laughs> does putin want peace in the middle east for and <laughs> That's exactly what i said dude <laughs> <laughs> i seriously to that point to that point let's think about this okay if you're putin all right yeah. you have the united states waging a proxy war with you in ukraine all right you're putin you have yeah, yeah. you have interests in the Middle East, but you also have an economic alliance with China that's getting stronger mm-hmm. and that the Saudis are are signing in with, right? Like you you are you are doing okay on that front. Right. Okay, you're Putin. The United States' greatest ally in the region is about to cause this little little war in Gaza to boil over into a general regional war. And the battle lines are being drawn to where it's basically going to be the United States if at the very least without the support of the rest of the Muslim world against the Iranian uh, Shiite coalition. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what the battle lines look like. Mm -hmm. Either they will not have the support of the rest of the Muslim world because again, the, the, the Saudis which, you know, they control the fucking Arab League, the Saudis were going to... um, Or, I'm sorry, the Islamic League. The Saudis were going to... They were starting to normalize relations with Iran. Now you have the U.S. bombing the Houthis in Yemen, and you have now, and this ties into this, you have an airstrike, a drone strike, from Jordan.
2: Jordan, Which
1: was claimed by... uh, Iraqi Shiites, Iraqi Hezbollah. This uh-huh. this drone strike kills three American soldiers in Syria, just over the border from Jordan.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, three American servicemen. I don't know if they were soldiers; could have been airmen. Were, were they? Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what 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 the what branch they were, but they but they were they were killed. Three of them in a drone strike from that's claimed to be, I saw that Iraqi... Was it from Jordan? Or... I don't know if it was launched from Jordan. It may have been. I think okay. it was, but I don't know why is Ra- Iraqi Hezbollah would be operating in Jordan. That just seems weird to me. Yeah. So it seems unclear. Okay. Yeah. Either Iraqi Hezbollah is lying, which is possible. Hmm. or or it, 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 Or they have a presence in Jordan, which is also possible. But in any case, they—they were—that that, was—that—that uh, that occurred. Okay, so so you're, you're Putin, the the country that you're having a proxy war with to your east is about to get embroiled in a regional war to your south with countries that you are on speaking terms with. Why do you want peace? <laughs>
3: yeah yeah uh
1: how is the ceasefire in your interest at all what does what what fucking what okay let's let's just say let's say putin let's say the 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 logic is that putin gives a shit about hamas why what what is the value strategically of hamas to putin hamas is of more strategic value to netanyahu
2: right no, Dean, it's all an axis of evil. There are a bad guy and other bad guy. That means they must be aligned. <laughs> Clearly.
1: Right. Clearly. Because they share the same word. Right. You're right. They do. They're both bad so guys. So obviously.
3: Right.
2: Yeah. So they're fighting. For the, they're on the same team, right? Because they're
1: using the same word.
2: <laughs> they're bad guy. <laughs>
1: I mean, here's the thing, what she's saying could come true if the war expanded. I mean, this is the thing, you right. think about what Russia's yeah. interest would be if the war expands, the United States goes to war with Iran over, this, over these three guys who were killed, shouldn't have been right. in Syria anyway, over these three guys right. who were killed, um, so the United States decides to go to war with Iran over it, and then that's, that's, first of all, that's in Russia's interest, and secondly, now Russia has a power that they can stand behind. To fight the United States, just right. like the United States has been doing in Ukraine. So so it's in Russia's yeah. interest that this war expands, not that there's a ceasefire. The fuck are you talking
3: about, Nancy? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just think
2: it's funny, the idea that Slav Hitler wants to, like, have peace in the Middle East. <laughs> I know, I know like like the guy we've been told is like a, a territorial expansionist and wants to take over the world uh, uh is really really concerned about there being a ceasefire. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The last thing Putin wants is to see Israel embroiled in a war with uh the Shiite coalition. That's the last thing Putin Oh wait, right. no. Israel has a great chance of losing a war like that. So, so Putin actually would be a fan of that. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> that doesn't. I am a uh, dude. I am flabbergasted by this. Yeah, this claim comes out of nowhere. I, 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 I truly, I don't think there's a. I can't think of a single thing that would benefit Russia and Russia's interest. Nope just from a hard like dean. realpolitik geopolitical perspective i can't about a ceasefire i can't think of it
2: dean the the only reason she said this is because there are uh like retarded liberals out there who watch uh, whatever show she was on and who will believe her like <laughs> that's the only reason she said this she, there's no there's no deeper meaning to this i i, I you know what i mean like i want there to be i need there to be old, one i know i know but there's not
3: <laughs> 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 that's, that's all
1: that's the only reason she said it Jesus, fucking Putin gains nothing from a ceasefire. Who does she no. think she's fooling? Ugh. Uh, unfortunately,
2: probably a lot of people. You're not a right. not insignificant amount of people. Is
1: that is the unfortunate answer? I think you're right. I, I just, <laughs> uh, it just, it blew my mind, dude, uh, when she said that. Because yeah. I'm sitting here, I'm just like, are you? You have to be fucking kidding me. Uh-huh. There's no logic to it. No. Why does Putin want a ceasefire in Gaza? I wish, yeah. the, I wish the journalist had asked that. This woman who hosts, it was on a State of the Union, on CNN. I don't know her name. I <laughs> wish this woman had asked that. What's Putin's interest in a ceasefire? How does that benefit him? Right. <laughs> Just watch Nancy Pelosi fucking spit her teeth out. Jesus, I, 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 I just, I, I, I am, I, I, it, 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 I am flabbergasted. I'm aghast. I am aghast at this. Because this is just blatant bullshit. Yeah. There's no reason that Putin would have any interest in a ceasefire in Gaza. Putin doesn't give a fuck about Hamas. No, yeah, right. Like, what? Hamas is a fucking nothing to him. What, is he, right. what does he give a shit about Hamas? What's the, tr- the strategic value in Hamas? Honestly, if Putin thinks there's any st- strategic value to Hamas existing, he agrees with PB Netanyahu. Because they're on the same side of that issue, apparently. Uh-huh. But this fucking... I, 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 there's no... Russia would be better served by helping to expand the war. Turn Iran into a client state, like the U.S. did with Ukraine, and get in there and fuck with the U.S. That's what would serve Putin's aims. But but no, apparently he wants fucking peace in the Middle East. I I I I, yeah, I, am, I am. Dude, it it honestly it pisses me off. It pisses me. It, I am shocked at once that she said it, and yeah. also it makes me angry. That she goes on television and spouts this obvious bullshit and people believe it.
2: Yeah, no, that is the worst part, right? Like, uh, you know, just Nancy Pelosi saying this, it's like it's comedic. But the real tragedy is that you will have like uh, like these liberals who will just go off and they'll start repeating this verbatim? Oh yeah, and uh, and uh, it'll make no sense as it never does, uh, and and they'll just be like, "Yeah, absolutely," you know, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, bad guy man, I'm scared of wants peace in the Middle East and that's bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's playing right. It's it's well, I, I mean, obviously she is a puppet right so it's not even a big deal nope. she's an American politician right so she's already sworn her fealty to Israel but the, the oh, she,
2: more I think in more ways than one I think she actually has a hand like someone is puppeting her uh, oh like I'm actually. sure
1: I'm sure well these people get yeah. I mean look uh, let's be honest these people get a letter from APAC that tells them what to think like
2: they, oh that's, no I just mean I think she. I, I just mean I think she died years ago and she's actually, Oh, you think like, she's there, a literal someone, this is a- <laughs> yeah
1: She's actually on marionette strings. She's a corpse on marionette strings on CNN. (laughs) I could be convinced. (laughs) But she, she absolutely, she, she is she has she of course will bend over backward for apac and everything they tell her to think right like that's that's not even a question oh yeah sure yeah yeah so but but the the
2: (laughs) the like see here's here's what this is do you know what this is Dean? uh this is just like uh they have this desire to create a shared cinematic universe of bad guy and that's (laughs) what they do
1: the bad guy cinematic universe. You have the Russia movie, yeah. and, you, and then you have the Iran movie, and those movies then they they a link over. Somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They you have gotta, to cross yeah, over exactly. eventually. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm honestly one of these people should just go on the news and just say, okay, so like Russia is like Ant Man, okay, and Iran, um, okay, Iran is like like Iron Man. And eventually, Uh. they're going to be in a movie together. And everyone in the theater...
2: Okay, Bosh, calm down.
3: (laughs) Jeez.
1: I just, when she said that, dude, when she said, first of all, Mr. Pooh, I want to hear that again.
4: It made me so angry. This is... Let's address that. But for them to call for a ceasefire is Mr. Putin's message.
1: (laughs) She's got this stupid fucking smile on her face. Her forehead's obviously pinned back to her asshole so she can keep her eyes open. This is... Yeah, have you...
2: (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, This is a little, like, me, but whenever I see Nancy Pelosi, I don't know how many people follow, like, DC Comics or have done so recently, But there was a stretch of time where uh, Joker had his face uh, ripped
1: off, and then he and then he tapes it back on to his face. Yes. Yeah.
2: He uh, yeah. He took the front like the his skin, which was like cut off of his face, and he tapes it back on, and it gets like stretched. And just go Google that, and and that's when Nancy Pelosi is talking.
1: That's what I see. That's a perfect description. Loose skin stretched over a skeleton. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is exactly what she looks like. Jesus. That is Mr. Putin's message.
3: Oh god. Yeah.
1: Shut up. You absolute waste. She is the she is the fucking worst, and that she thinks she can sell this. Uh she probably can sell it. But that, that anyone yes. is buying this is upsetting. Yeah. It is, yes. It's it's just, and also, it's hilarious. Fucking Russia, Russia, Russia. It'll never fucking stop. It'll never fucking no. stop. It will not stop until they've yeah, got no. another fucking war. Right. These people, these, uh, Jesus Christ, you know, <sighs> these people have the politics of, like, 1989. Like, they never grew out of it. They never they never came to understand that like, yeah, Russia, yeah, it's oligarchical and all this other stuff, but it's not you the remember, fucking communist puppet master dictatorship it used to be. We can move on. Do you remember uh during the I don't know if you
2: remember, but during the uh, Romney Obama debate, uh, and Romney was very hard on Russia and Obama said to him, uh, was it the Cold War called they want their rhetoric back or something like to that effect? Yes. Uh,
1: Yes. And now and now the the fucking people who propped Obama up, fucking Nancy Pelosi, all these people, all the old guard, yeah. elder quote unquote elder statesman on the left, have made it come true. They've made they've oh, made yeah. him right. That's incredible to me. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Um okay. Uh, what was the thing that you had forgotten? I-
2: I want you to play this clip. Okay. So this was uh so Tom McDonald, who is a rapper, uh had a uh guest rap spot uh for with uh featuring Ben Shapiro recently. Oh no. Uh, I thought this was AI at first and it's not.
1: Oh no, I don't I don't believe you. This isn't real. Is this your first time seeing this? Yes. Play it. <laughs> oh, I hate the way you said that. Okay.
3: Let's just keep it real, facts. Don't
0: care how you feel,
3: man. If you want my pronouns, I'm the man. I'm the man who don't
0: respect. Let's look at the stats. I've got the facts. My money like Liz my pockets are fat. Homie, I'm epic. Don't be a whack. Dog, it's a yamaka, Homie, no cap. Look at the.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> oh,
3: billions no. Billions
1: must die. Oh, this
2: is the worst. This is the worst thing. Bill- billions must die.
3: It- yes,
1: I agree with you.
2: Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> it's a Yamlaka like homie no-,
3: <laughs> oh,
1: no, <laughs> no Oh, no, man. Oh, Oh, no.
3: This fucking oh, no. sucks. Okay, hold rewind on. Rewind it like ten. Rewind am,
1: like five five it like five seconds. Back to the beginning. Oh, Jesus.
0: Let's look at the stats. I've got the facts. My money like this, so my pockets are fat. home me yeah, epic. Don't be a whack. It's a yamaka homie, no cap. Look at the graphs, uh, look at my charts. You're blowing money on strippers and cars. You go into prison, I'm on television. Dogs, no one knows who you are. Keep hating on me on the internet. My comment section all woke parents, And I make racks off compound interest. Y'all live with your parents. Nicky take some notes. I just did this for fun. All my people download this. Let's get a billboard number one.
3: This ain't rap. Oh no. Oh my god. Oh my god. That is the worst thing I've ever heard. I'm ready for World War III. (laughs) I.
1: (laughs) I am so upset.
2: Has Lady Jane heard that yet? (laughs) No. Oh, she's going to. Though. Is
3: she? Is she
2: uh, I don't know if she's sleeping yet, but it would be really funny if she was available.
3: No,
1: I think actually, no, she did go to bed, so she is laying down. Okay, she's okay. Bed. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but I will definitely play this for her because okay. this is the worst thing ever. It's so bad. I'm starting it over. Um, <laughs> I I don't know. <laughs> Who thought this was a good idea? Um, Honestly, uh, I
2: was joking about it earlier. I'm now an anti-humanist. I (laughs) believe that the AI should kill
1: us all. (laughs) AI accelerationism? Yeah, yes.
2: Uh, As Nick Lan wants, he will get what he wants. Oh my
1: God!
0: Back. Let's look at the stats. I've got the facts. My money like on My pockets are fat. Homie, I'm epic. Don't be a wap. Dog is a yamaka. Homie, no cap. Look- I hate it.
1: Oh, I. Mm. The don't be a wap. <laughs> Referencing the fact that he became a yes. meme after reading yes. the wap lyrics. Brother, they were laughing at you, not with you on that one, man. <laughs>
2: Do you know it's number one on iTunes? Of
1: course it is. It's a meme. He's memed, uh, he's yeah. memed it. Uh, <laughs> Look at the picture I sent. Oh my God. Nicki Minaj actually responded. Okay, I have to finish this bit because the, the people might have missed the Nicki, okay. Nicki reference in it.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Look at my charts. You're blowing money on strippers and cars. You go into prison. I'm on television, dawg. No one knows who you are. Keep hating on me on the internet. My comment section I won't care.
3: I
1: can't. I, uh, the way he says internet. I just want to give him a swirly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. And I make racks off compound interest. Y'all live with your parents. Nikki, take some notes. I just did this for fun. All my people download this. Let's get a billboard number one. I. I.
1: I. I. You I don't know. know why did he call some... out Nikki. Why did he call out Nicki Minaj?
3: I don't
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? No, actually, I think that they I think Nicki Minaj made fun of him uh, when he did the, like the lap thing uh, a long time ago. <laughs> I think that's where this started.
1: First of all, Nicki doesn't need to take notes from Ben Shapiro's kludgy fucking line delivery in a rap song. <laughs>
2: No, I promise you there are like 40 or 50 year old conservatives listening to this thinking this is the hardest thing they've ever heard in their
1: life oh my god you're right though 100% that's happening okay I have to I'm gonna read the thing you sent oh god Nikki actually responded to it yeah. Nicki Minaj uh on Twitter. I just listened to it at Ben Shapiro. Not bad. Congrats on the number 1. Uh but it definitely sounds like Roman's revenge when the beat first came in. IDK. <laughs> <laughs> uh when
2: this remind like in regards to like the conservative reaction to this, I'll never forget that video. I think it was in uh, 2016 or was it 2020? I don't remember. But uh it was like this old conservative dude uh, like, uh, like dancing to "Bulls on Parade" uh, <laughs> by Rage Against the Machine.
3: Oh no! <laughs> oh, that's and the this worst. Was at, uh,
2: this was at like a counter rally, and like, and it was like a leftist and uh, like right wingers were like fighting uh, across barriers, and then this old conservative dude <laughs> was just jamming out to "Rage Against the Machine." Oh my god.
1: Yeah, honestly, I will say, bro, that bro, that what is the what's the line, bro? That's a yarmulke, no cap. What does he say, hey, homie? Homie, no cap. It's a yarmulke. It's cap. bro. It's a yarmulke, yeah. homie, no cap. Is actually not a bad line. That's actually <laughs> kind of funny. <laughs> but the way he on the internet, like he's a fuck, like it's the nineties. The nineties do you remember no. the the uh it's not. the nineties how to use the internet video? We're riding on the internet.
2: <laughs> or it's like the cadence of what is 4chan? Uh,
1: you know? <laughs> who is this 4chan? Or who or who
2: is this yeah, who is this 4chan?
1: <laughs> You're right. He sounds confused about it. So the the yeah. honestly, the delivery's not bad at the beginning. It's when he starts to shoehorn in stuff to try and fit syllables that it falls the fuck apart. Like it's bad at the beginning, but it's it's memeable and funny. Uh <laughs> up until he starts to shoehorn syllables and it just sounds like shit. One more time.
0: Let's look at the stats. I've got the facts. My money like Lizzo, my pockets are fat. Homie, epic. don't be a Dog, it's a yarmulke. homie, no cap. Look at the
1: Okay, up to there, it's kinda funny. Okay, like like my my money like Lizzo, my pockets are fat. That's kinda of funny. Like like it's it's kinda of funny up until there, and then it just falls
0: apart. Look at the graphs, look at my charts. You're blowing money on strippers and cars, you go into prison, I'm on television, dogs. no one knows
1: I'm on television. Do you need a television? Yeah. need help putting your yeah. shoes on? I got a shoehorn for you. <laughs> Jesus, that's terrible.
0: Who so you are keep hating on me on the my comment I make racks off compound interest. Y'all live with your parents. Nicky.
1: I make racks off compound interest. Y'all live with your parents. The way he says
2: "your" in that sentence really
1: bothers me.
2: Like it, 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 uh, like brings forth this primal urge, uh, of violence. Yes, uh,
1: <laughs> I'm, I've said it before. He has the most punchable face on the face on the internet. Like it's just, it's the yeah. worst. But this is this is a level of bad. Uh, he's
2: wearing uh, isn't he wearing like a hoodie in this video I think? Uh, yeah. Yes, and he's like, not I He's just,
1: disinterested in the cuts, in the in the in the actual shots that they use yeah. where he's in the hoodie. He's so disinterested. He looks bored. I really When I saw him
2: doing this, I, I wanted to like like reach down and grab him by the neck of the hoodie and hold him above, like <laughs> off his feet. while he like kicks and screams.
1: Uh, (laughs) he does he does have toddler energy doesn't he (laughs) yes (laughs) he has poorly behaved toddler energy (laughs) yeah (laughs) god that is the that is that is a level of bad the first the first four bars are kind of funny (laughs) like i truly i think the first four bars are kind of funny but then it just falls the fuck apart. It's so bad. It's bad technically. The lyrics are bad. I am just and and who? Why the fuck? Nicki Minaj.
2: I, I'm telling it's because she made fun of him uh, for doing the whap thing a while back, and I think he's. I think he is not let that go. Uh,
1: I am. I. I hate that I know this exists now. I hate that you showed it to me.
3: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I'm I'm unhappy that you've done this to me. And now I must, must show others. <laughs> if I have to be cursed with this knowledge. Oh my God. <clears throat> this is the worst. <laughs> it makes
2: it even funnier when he given that tweet I just sent to you <laughs> that he uh uh, posted uh in 2012 <laughs> what a character arc uh
1: yes fact rap isn't music and if you think it is you're stupid <laughs> That's especially funny because the the song is called facts yeah <laughs> um honestly uh, if, if that's what he thinks rap is i agree with him if his performance on this track <laughs> right. is what he thinks is representative of rap yeah. music, I, I think he's right, probably. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> someone, but uh, the dude that posted this, the dude that posted this video, said, uh, "Dog it's a yamaka, a homie no cap is a bar though," and I agree, it is. It's actually uh, it funny.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> if I ever hear someone like play this like in real life, uh. I'm probably going to prison. Uh, Oh,
3: yeah.
1: (laughs) He sounds like an epic rap battles of history impression of himself. (laughs) Oh, oh my
2: gosh. (laughs) That's so true. It's so true.
1: It is. It really is. Uh, Someone said, This is Weird Al coded.
2: Play play his segment one more time. Okay, I can do that. Here, let
1: me find it. I'm, I'm sorry about the scanning
0: sound. Let's look at the stats. I've got the facts. My money like Lizzo, my pockets are fat. Homie, I'm yeah, epic, don't be a whap Dog, it's a yamaka, homie, no cap. Look at the graphs, look at my charts. You're blowing money on strippers and cars. You go into prison, I'm on television. Dogs, no one knows who you are. Keep hating on me on the internet, my comment section all woke Karen's. And I make racks off compound interest, y'all live with your parents. Nikki, take some notes. I just did this for fun. All my people, download this, let's get a billboard number one. This
1: God, he looks so bored. And in the video, when he says billboard number one, he looks past the camera to whoever's behind it. Like, am I done? Is that, is that it?
2: Oh my God. I just
1: happen to pause it right
3: there.
2: Yeah, no, I, I need someone to like, uh, and if no one does it, I might do it. Uh, just edit in the <laughs> email, uh, right afterwards. And then, uh, and then just, like, stick that. Someone's probably already done it, uh, but... Uh,
1: <laughs> you know, I don't understand doing this because the WAP thing was funny because when you set it to the actual song, it doesn't fit. That's what <laughs> that's what was funny about it. Was he saying the lyrics, but they uh-huh. sound all kinds of wrong and fucked because right. he doesn't yeah. have the right voice for it and his delivery isn't rap. Um, That's what was funny about that and that it was Ben Shapiro.
2: And then he was abbreviating the lyrics. or oh, the, the yes. word.
1: Wet ass <laughs> P word. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. It's that's what makes that hilarious. Who looks at that and says, oh, I'm going to make the funny part of this. The part that the part of this that is the joke. I'm going to take it completely seriously and put it in a real song. Who thinks right. that? I, I am. I this this might actually bother me more than the Pelosi thing. <laughs> I'm glad I was able to show it to you. <laughs> you know what? This this is what Mr. Putin wants.
2: Yes, absolutely. Mr. Putin
1: wants Ben Shapiro featuring on rap songs. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what that is. That is in service of the Kremlin. I'm, I guarantee it.
3: Jesus Man, if God. you
1: know, what? just imagine. <laughs> Uh,
2: if he like walked out, had he had the hoodie on and an MF Doom mask on?
1: Oh my god! With the yellow they should have. You know what? They should have had him in a mask until the end of his verse. Oh god! And then just had I, to I take it off at the end. I, I think oh, he'd yeah. just
2: be recognizable. You know?
1: <laughs> oh, the voice would give it away immediately. Yeah. Whoever said he sounds like an Epic Rap Battles of History impression of himself is... That is is, killing
2: me. That that comment is so perfect. It is so perfect.
1: Ben Shapiro looks like someone who goes to schools and raps about saying no to drugs.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh (laughs) my god.
1: Oh, it's too good. This is, I am, I am just, also, it's super weak, by the way, and I wouldn't expect him to know this because he's used to grifting, but it's super weak to put out a, a, a a track and at the end of it, or at the end of your feature of it, be just like, please download this. (laughs) You're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Jeb Bush, please clap energy. That's what it is. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That is exactly, it's the same vibe. It's, at the end of your featured, uh, at the end of your featured verse, saying, uh, please download this so that it ranks highly, is, is please clap. That's all he's saying. Right? Yeah, you're right, yeah, yeah. Uh, but dog gets a Yamaka, homie no cap, is a good line, dude. I can't, I can't <laughs> hate it. I can't hate on that one. That one is really, really <laughs> funny. <laughs> but here's the thing, is it supposed to be funny? I don't know, because <laughs> I think it's a great joke, and it's it's actually not delivered oh, yeah, too badly. Wonder. Like, so I'm wondering if it's supposed to be funny. Because if it's not, then there's a whole other level to this that's incredible.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Oh man, I I just <laughs> what's Tall Bart gonna do now? <laughs> oh my god oh man yeah that's that's really 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 bad they have him he's also wrapping a good chunk of this on his set like his his set his show set Mm -hmm. in the video so it's like he just turned on his camera and sat down and recorded this just sitting like he always sits like it's low effort it's very, very low effort. The whoever pr- well, produced the dumb, video though, actually right? did a good job. Oh for like it's right. Sure. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying he sat there and just shot energetic. himself mouthing the words. Like Right, right. It's not energetic though, yeah. Oh man. That is
2: uh move move, o- move over Eminem. We have a new god in town. <laughs> I bet you wouldn't, uh, I bet Ben Shapiro wouldn't try that in a small town.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: No, you're right. You're right. He couldn't try that in a small town. No. No one would try to rap battle Ben Shapiro in a small town. No. (laughs) Oh, man. That's actually, I wonder who wrote most of that for him. Because dog it's a yamaka, homie, no cap is not a line Ben Shapiro wrote. No. <laughs> I don't believe it. My money like Lizzo, my pockets are fat is not a, a line that Ben Shapiro wrote. He's just not that clever. Yeah. Frankly, he's too autistic. He <laughs> can't make a joke like that.
3: Oh, Jesus.
1: Well, thank you for cursing me with that. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm gonna know that exists uh, forever. But
2: now the listeners are also cursed with it. So it's you know we have we've, uh, we've diffused it down <laughs> to everyone Jesus. else.
1: If the fact that I played it three times gets us a DMCA warning, okay? If that oh happens, I didn't
2: even think about that.
1: I probably won't. But if that happens, because we interrupted it, and it's I would say that, that this is for the purpose of I played that clip for the purpose of commentary and ridicule so if yeah. you if you have a problem, it's pretty plainly fair use That's the only that is just a few seconds of the full song uh, yeah. go and listen it for yourself, download the song so yeah. he can- so Ben Shapiro can get a billboard number one. Go ahead, have at it
3: yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> but in any case if they if they decided to send something like that, I'm just gonna be just, are you mm-hmm. sure you wanna claim this like are you <laughs> sure you wanna <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, this is
1: <laughs> this is a copyright claim you're making. Meaning, you're taking responsibility for this <laughs> legally. Yeah, this is yours? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you, you want to, you want to be, you want to be legally, you want to be recognized as legally responsible for this, <laughs> because that's not a good thing. Jesus, thank you for that thank you for that I am I am <laughs> yeah. just the fact that people think it's good Zuby Zuby okay
3: this is epic oh, oh no oh no <laughs> someone said honestly the
1: gayest thing I've ever heard that's not a that's not a terrible response I guess <laughs> this convinced me to vote Uh, for
3: Biden. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man.
1: (laughs) Someone said MC Shabbos. God damn
3: it. Oh Jesus. Ah. Oh.
1: I am just I am just uh I I I I love it. I love it. I love that it's I love that it's real and I love that Yeah. it's things like this Things like this that give me something to live for. Because right, I'm exactly. motivated purely by spite. And my and my <laughs> <laughs> I'm breathing right now through spite alone. And 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 this is something that will keep me powered like a machine for months.
2: I uh a lot of people don't have strong opinions on very much things. I'm very glad this gave me a reason to die for. <laughs> Jesus. A lot of people don't have <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bonus track to be named "Tunnels." <laughs> I just want Ben
2: Shapiro to know this is my thirteenth reason why,
1: <laughs> dude. Dude, <laughs> exactly what you said happened. Exactly what you said happened, dude. Oh no, I am not a rap guy. Last time, last time, no, oh no, last time I actively listened to rap was ellipses, probably Nelly. (laughs) (laughs) This ellipses with an extra period. This, however, is good. Oh no, I love (gasps) the energy. Between Tom's outgoingness and Ben's, what the fuck do I do? Great message and good fun. Oh no. Oh, I'm dying from cringe. Yeah. Yeah. That'll give you the oh douche no. chills. That one will. Oh
3: no. I am just. Ugh. This just set
1: conservatives back 20 years!
3: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) My nephew! (laughs) Oh shit!
1: My nephew has been wheelchair-bound. Listen to this track of yours, and for the first time in his life he stood up and walked over to the media player to turn it off there's a lot of people commenting things like ask Ben about the Israeli army committing war crimes against civilians. Like people are not happy, but there's a few, Uh... like there's a few diamonds in here where people just love, love this. Okay, Tom, this really wasn't as bad as I feared, (laughs) but out of respect for both of you, I'm just going to pretend like it never happened. (laughs) Oh man! Someone just said, "Kind of sucks, chief." <laughs> oh shit! I don't, I don't mean to just read the comment section, but some of these are incredible—just absolutely yeah. incredible.
2: Yeah, it's it's never, you know, it's just never a good sign when you know, like conservatives, just you know start rapping for no reason they're not rap- when they're not rappers, you know and they just start rapping bad things happen oh it's terrible uh, it's terrible. the last time i remember this happening uh, and do not play this oh do not play this uh do you have you seen this video
1: oh yes yes
3: <laughs> okay yep. i love it
1: i love it he's the original g that
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: Although I don't think Ben Shapiro would think so. No, probably not. Um, yeah, but but it's honestly, uh, I think he's a better rapper
3: than Ben Shapiro.
1: Yes, yes, that pastor, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Uh, so much hate on this post. Uh, you guys should quit criticizing. Song is fire, guys and use oh, the no. use the siren the red siren emoji instead of the fire emoji <laughs> like that is song is fire guys siren emoji
2: are you like are you i'm in calling... the back of an ambulance losing consciousness <laughs> type thing uh
1: that that's <laughs> is that what you mean is it a siren because you've called the police on this travesty <laughs> <laughs> She says, great job, Ben. Slowing down your speaking must have been hard for you. Smiley face.
3: (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. Oh, my God. Oh.
1: I don't know who's funnier in this comment section. The people who are making really, really (laughs) solid jokes or the people who think it's good. Unironic. Yeah, it slaps well I think bruh. one
2: well one group we're laughing with uh, the other group not so much uh, you know
3: <laughs> yeah
1: yeah
2: uh,
3: but oh no oh no Doing <laughs>
1: doing a windmill on a sheet of cardboard in the shape of the Star of David would have kicked it up a notch.
3: <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, I say
2: we just drop Ben Shapiro into Israel and he starts rapping, and I think Hamas will turn over the hostages.
1: I agree uh, with you. I agree with you. This is what I they're think. gonna play when they do the Waco style sound torture oh right in gaza it's just gonna be that verse over and over and over again along with rabbits dying (laughs) right (laughs) that's what they're gonna play why did ben sound like he was leaving a voicemail shit was next level flat that's the that's the problem with it dude
2: right yeah there's no intensity yeah (laughs) there's nothing
1: there's no emotion behind it
2: yeah (sighs) jesus
1: um well thanks for
2: that. Yeah, you're all you're welcome. The listeners are welcome. Uh, I hope I have given everyone psychic damage.
1: Yes. Yes. This is something I'm going to carry. This is a wound that's gonna be on my soul for the uh-huh. rest of my life. Hell yeah, we take wins where we get Oh <laughs> <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> did you have anything else, man?
2: Uh no, not there's nothing that can top that show, so even no. if I did I would say no okay we so have to
1: end on this <laughs> yeah. fair enough um you have yeah. anything you would like to plug? nah i'm good all right uh pacing joke on twitter j o u s k a also on blue sky pacing just b s k about at social the show t e t c dot show on blue sky and at t e t c show on twitter and uh that's that's all that's all for the plugs that's all for the plugs of the thing in the in the uh in the description of the episode or down in the notes section i'm gonna have a link to that story. I want you, I want people to go read it. It's very, very, very interesting. Um, and that's it. Thank you all so much for listening.
2: Later, guys. Go, go download Ben Shapiro's song. Give, make yeah. him number one.
1: <laughs> give him a billboard number one. Please, please, guys. Yeah. Please just give him a billboard number one. He wants it so bad. Yeah. <coughs> he <wants it>. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh. Even if you never do again.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Most cringe thing on the planet. All right, I'm sorry. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of The End Times Continue. For links and other information, come see us at TETC.show.